Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with my co-host, Ernest Gonzalez. Hey, beautiful. He's using a big boy mic today. It is very exciting. It is. It is. Now I get to hear my wonderful voice. Yeah, man. And to be fair, you always had to give it the way we had it. But I don't know. It's just it's just nice to have. Plus, I just had that other mic sitting around here when we were doing remote. Um, there's definitely a because we're going to get into. The, so we're going to be reviewing Asteroid City, the newest Wes Anderson film here in the front half. And in the back half, we'll be joined by a special guest, our very own Justin Guerra to go over. Ours. He is ours yeah. uh, to go over our our opening thoughts, like our first impressions of um, Final Fantasy 16, as well as get into our favorite announcements from the Nintendo Direct from last week. Um, but another announcement to make here, because we decided this is a technically officially announced today as of this recording. It's just been on, on our minds. Um, we're going to do a reverse movie series. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously we're watch- we're, we're going to be talking about the newest Wes Anderson movie, um, Asteroid City. So next week, we're going to begin going back in time through his filmography, and we will be going to the French Dispatch. Um, should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, uh, like I, we were just saying off air, like we got to see Guillermo del Toro grow last year with the movie series that we did. Yeah. And now going backwards is kind of like the I guess the de-evolution of yeah. a director and it's going to be so interesting to see it in that way. Yeah. And then that'll let us know, like, should we ever do it that way again? We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's a bad way to go about it. And it should be interesting to say the least. Uh, Wes Anderson does have 11 movies. Um, and yeah, should, should fill us up for a good bit. We are, there's not a ton of stuff like in theaters at the moment that we're going to be trying to go see, like it's not week to week essentially. Um, and I am in a situation where I need to try to save some money. So we are going to definitely try to milk this for what it's worth. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, I mean, we'll it's Wes Anderson. New releases in there once in a while. Yeah. You know? yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it, we're almost, I mean, July's around the corner and we know what the two biggest movies are that year. I mean, of that month. Um, Barbenheimer day is just, just, so close it's gonna be wild it is it is will the world will will the world survive it who knows but before we get to that (laughs) before we get to the destruction of the world let's focus on this asteroid um so we are going to be reviewing asteroid city latest latest venture with wes anderson and it would take way too much time to announce the cast (laughs) because he has a like we talk about ensemble casts, casts, and there's like five of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, like, oh dear God. <laughs> very nearly everybody in this movie is like, you know, from something and has yes. like killed it there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. man. It is. It is. It is a lot. Um, but Ernest, what did you think of Asteroid City? Do you dare me? <laughs> I dare you. Do you dare me, Chris? Not to climb up that cactus. <laughs> Man, uh, <laughs> I, uh, okay. So first and foremost, my favorite thing about this movie was the comedy. Like I, I just felt like I had the best laugh walking out of that theater, you know, mm-hmm. like, so man, that, that, I guess that dry humor just, it hit me so well, but 
closely following was so many other things, man. Like I, I liked a lot about this movie and it's a little tough for me to pick out things that I don't like about this movie. And uh -huh. I feel like the conversation that we're about to have is going to kind of, um, it, it may highlight some things for me that I wasn't able to see on okay. my view, but, um, because man, I'm, I'm really, really, I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It was, it was really good. I think that, um, especially after a rewatch and like, with what we're about to do with this movie series and going through all his other ones. Like I, I feel like in the end, because I, I imagine at the end of that movie series, we put a list together. Absolutely. Right? You're not going to be able so, to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so um, we, I, I feel like this is going to have to be in contention for my favorite for him. Like okay. it's going to be up there okay. at the very least. I yeah. liked it a lot. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I I'm still digesting it. I'll be I'll be fully transparent there, um, but I do like it. I like it quite a bit. And the reason I'm still digesting it is because there there is a lot to this movie. I think it is the movie that has the most like open up to interpretation. Like mm. certain things can be certain things, yada yada yada. And not saying that hasn't been in other films of his, but um, it felt like this was like the least written. Like there's there's less dialogue and whatnot. There's a lot more focus on just the visual mastery of his craft, and yeah, what? Uh, just that I think that there's with that it left a lot open to, uh, like you said, interpretation. But like the performances just felt so important in this one. Yeah, I was you I was know? literally going to go into that because I was going to say it's, it felt very performance driven. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I. The thing I love most about this, and I, I had a good good few laughs. I usually do in, in his movies. Um, I also feel like this might be there, there's a touch, there's a good bit of existentialism in this film, which I've talked mm -hmm. repeatedly about just loving that as a as a narrative thing. I mean, that elevated puss in boots quite a bit for me. <laughs> um, it's just a funny <laughs> sentence. That movie is great. I'm not laughing at the movie, but I'm just, <laughs> like a um, lot though. Yeah, it did. I mean? it did. Yeah, yeah. And I just, and I mean, that was a great character. What they did with the uh, with death, but um, I there's so many things here um, that I think to dive into, and I was reminded of our thoughts on Bo is afraid. How we were talking about like there's so many things we could probably if we went back and tried to rewatch, maybe we'd understand. And then we ended up that ended that conversation being like, but it's, it's not that deep. Like it's, everything's pretty surface level. Uh, and yeah. it's not really worth going back. This is the opposite. Um, I think this is like a full, like a, it's a pool that I just want to jump into. Um, that mm. analogy also works because it's hot as fuck here in Texas. And fun fact, <laughs> Wes Anderson is a Houston, is born, was born in Houston, Texas. That's where he's from. So good old Texas boy this week. We got to wrap him and Robert Rodriguez this, this year. Um, but uh, I, I do think the cast is incredible. I, there, there wasn't a single like performance that I thought was just weak. If there's anyone that's weaker, it's only because they got less screen time, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and even those like short little, cause we have Sophia, uh, I think it's Ellis. If I'm uh, remembering that name, right. From um, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, she signed my copy of it. <laughs> Flex. Um, Lilith. Huh? Sophia Lilith. Okay. Sophia Lilith. They have the IMDb up. Good call. Lilith. L-I-L-L. -L. 
No, 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 no. You, you're done. I'm, I'm seeing if anybody <laughs> else can come in and finish this review because you're being a dick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Sophia Lillis. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> God, you're a monster. Just like Lilith. I'm just trying to help uh, you out, baby. That's all it is. But That's all it is. Like she even has these small scenes that, <clears throat> excuse me, she has these small scenes that I thought were both really funny um pretty heartwarming like she has this group of people um and we Mm -hmm. have a a character that we're definitely going to get into that we've actually talked about the actor earlier this year um but like their whole dynamic i thought was great there's the adults the children different perspectives going on there is a lot happening here and i think like even steve carell a person who has like no real weight to his character He's still great. Like he's he he doesn't do anything to move the pot along, really. Um, he's kind of there just for a few gags, but even him, I I don't think he was like spared from the, the there's a sense of loneliness in this film and a sense of trying to one like trying to find your purpose in just what in life, in yeah. in existence. And I think even with his small portrayal, you could kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. I think he embodies the town itself really well. Yeah. Like he's almost like a um like a personification of the town of yeah. Asteroid City, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in that like, hey, I'm here too. There's things to love, you know. <laughs> like, um, and with the things that it does have to offer, it's it's only so much. Mm-hmm. But I, I just really feel like oh man just all the little details mm-hmm. in this stuff you know how like tom hanks who is another great performance here especially acting across like three triplet children <laughs> you know <laughs> like he does, a They're hilarious. he does a fantastic oh my god i love the the little witches there yeah. <laughs> i'm a witch i'm a zombie put her back in the ground <laughs> <laughs> dude they're fantastic they and like hilarious. And like the grandpa working with the grandchildren is just that dynamic is just so wonderfully like put in there, man. Um, mm-hmm. And having like uh, a gun in his front, uh, in the front of his shorts, like yep. the entire like <laughs> just in case you never know, just yeah. in case somebody pulls a ray gun on you or something. Um, <laughs> like there's there's just so much in the details here. Like I, I told Chris yesterday, I believe, or day before yesterday that. My favorite thing about the movie is Scarlett Johansson has a giant bottle of Chanel in her <laughs> in her restroom. And it's it's like I just kept zoning in on that thing because it's so fucking huge, man. Well, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And like these little details that come with each one of the the characters that we get here, I love. Fun facts, you told me that today. Um oh, look at that. <laughs> I have no sense of time. It's it's okay. It's it's, it's construct. It's I'm great, construct. man. Um, but uh we let's actually talk about Scarlett Johansson a little bit because even even before we get into that, there is an aspect of this movie that was not really presented in the marketing, and that is the outside of the movie stuff. Like there, you'll see some the, you do see Brian Cranston right. in the black and white within the cast um and in the trailer but what's not told to you is what you're watching isn't necessarily just a movie you're watching a stage play being performed it's and it's actually so we're watching a movie about a tv show that has that is doing 
an episode on a play that's about a play mm-hmm. and that play is asteroid city mm-hmm. that's so hard to say i'm so it sorry is. if i messed that up but i think i said it right there it's okay i cut half your dialogue um, anyway um no, okay. <laughs> but i mean it's wild man like a thing within a thing it's like a russian doll situation yeah know? and i do think that lends itself to like some meta commentary um, especially with some of the utilization of certain characters. Um, we don't need to get into her yet, but there's definitely something there with Mar- Margot Robbie's character, I would say. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting. Um, at the question first, is, kind of taken aback. What? I think the question is, is like, is that where it stops? You know, what if somebody's watching us, Chris? I don't who think that's watches, what the movie's doing now. <laughs> who watches The Watchmen, Chris? Oh, my God. Uh, never bring us next Zack Snyder conversation into a Wes Anderson, <laughs> please. Um, but I do want to bring up... So it's been a big trend if you've been watching TikTok, and I've seen it's been shared from TikTok to other things. Obviously, AI is all the buzz right now. The, these mm-hmm. Wes Anderson TikTok videos. Have you seen these? Yes, yes. Like they do, uh, like, I, what if Wes I Anderson to... did Harry Potter? What if they did, he did Lord of the Rings? All this stuff. Right. right and right. I do think some of this could be could, could be referenced as like a commentary on that. Because um, obviously with AI, you can see some pretty visuals, but there is definitely something to be said about a hollowness and that compared to when you actually see like a human work. Right. Yeah. And... and... Obviously, when you have these AIs trying to do the Wes Anderson thing, they put everything perfectly in frame, which I mean, it's it's like the thing he's known for that and Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman. Um, right. But uh, but in this movie, and I don't know if it's in any other scenes, uh, but it's something I noticed with the, the specific scenes between Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson's characters, because they're like across the road from each other, talking mm-hmm. to each other from each other's... Um, hotels or whatever you want to call it their windows uh, yeah. yeah 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 those scenes are not perfectly in frame they are they're crooked um they you're it's almost like they're having to like lean over into the shot and be in there which is very different for a wes anderson film yeah. um and it, i and it, it's so crazy that that somehow still feels to be on brand for him though. yeah even because like, everything he does feels like it's on purpose yeah yes. yeah and that's why i was like i wonder if this is because whether you like those TikToks or whatever, um, the, the AI thing's everywhere. Um, and yeah. I, it almost felt like it could have been, it, whether it was meant to be, I do think it could qualify as a commentary on that. Um, mm. Because they, they still feel, because the relationship between Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson characters is actually very interesting. Um, and I do mean that in the context, this is where it's going to get hard. I mean that in the context of the, the play, um, not outside of the play. Because right. you really don't get them together. <laughs> in um, Asteroid yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but uh, and that, like there's this whole thing about Scarlett Johansson, which was like, it's the first thing I think of when you're talking about the laughs where um, she took her glasses off. Jason Swartzen's like, oh, my God, who hit you? Oh, it's 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 for my character. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get hit. Like, but on the inside, it, I, I, yeah. I think she did. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like she's adding so many levels to that. And she leaves it on like the whole time. <laughs> it's Yeah, she still has it like later on. Yeah. In a yeah. different scene, like a week later or something like uh, that. And it's 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 hilarious. Just um, that method acting, bro. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> um i love i love the portrayal of actors in like 
of actors by these actors. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Oh God, the meta-ness. Um, that, Especially I don't, I'm try not to. We're not doing. Are we doing spoilers? We we can, we we can get into spoilers in a bit, but I will say, cast definitely is not considered a spoiler. We we get an idea of Scarlett Johansson's um, outside of Asteroid City actress type persona, and the uh-huh. same thing with Jason Schwartzman, like how they both got the parts, mm-hmm. and um, and in that like it just adds such a degree when we get to see those scenes between them in those windows mm-hmm. because um like they are here they're both here like working on this asteroid city play because they're like top tier talent yeah you know so when you have those scenes like you expect it to be top tier and i can't say that they're anything but they're just sure. so fucking good, man. They are. They are. And that's I, I feel like that is one of the um examples of like where the writing does really stick around and like let it, you know, just where he really went hard with the writing. <laughs> you know? I love I love those scenes so much. They they're probably my favorite. So um, where I'm opposite on you, I would say the actors put that forward, not the writing. Well, I mean, their performance, they're expected to be like these great performers. And right here, like they were giving something to work with, but the way that they ran with it. Uh, Is their performance? They're they're supposed to. (laughs) Yeah, they're supposed to be like these great performers. And I Uh think they did a fantastic job of portraying that. Absolutely. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I don't want to make it sound like I think there is no absolutely no writing. Um, It's just like so my favorite I'll say right now before we get into the movie series. Um, as it stands, Royal Tenenbaums is absolutely my um, favorite of the Wes Anderson films because the hotel one shit. Um, but, <laughs> <Fuck> you, <laughs> I'm kidding. That movie's great. Um, but I love Royal, Ten- Royal Tenenbaums is just wonderful. Um, but there, there's definitely like if you think about like almost any scene in Grand Budapest and Royal Tenenbaums, any of these older ones, um, you can probably think of a scene that has just a lot more back and forth dialogue than you would normally get in like then than you see in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of like these quiet just looks at each other, a lot of use of body language. And then even when they do speak, um, there's a connotation to everyone's voice. And I do feel like everyone, like every character, whether it be the kids, the adults, um, everyone is exuding that, that kind of that theme that I was talking about with that loneliness aspect. And to be fair, a lot of his films can feel kind of like that isolation because everyone's, I, I've never obviously seen him say it, but it, everyone's kind of quiet in his movies. Like there's a, mm-hmm. a quiet tone. Um, and like, everyone's definitely delivering that here. <laughs> and uh, I know some people can m- misconstrue that for like, the movie being hollow and not a lot's being conveyed, but again, body language, um, facial expression, just literally the eyes, the cinematic use of just um, images and then just actor sheer talent. And Wes Anderson is a director who definitely has a well-known posse that definitely tends to show up regularly. And I mean, actors aren't going to do that for directors who aren't good to work with. Right. So right. I, I think that, speaks leaps and bounds about him because i mean what else is there to be proud of in texas so like him and schwarzman <laughs> are like attached at the hip yeah i mean and, and bill murray this is the first project he's had with bill murray not here right right and um 
and him him and Owen Wilson went to where were in uh, UT together and they both dropped out I I hear it didn't work out for them afterwards but uh, I'm just kidding <laughs> um, but uh now yeah man it's this is gonna be an interesting movie series I'm very very excited to go into it and the whole idea of going backwards I mean it's like we learned noth- nothing from the flash we're gonna fuck with the timeline but um <laughs> what so do you have the imdb up right now um i took a couple screenshots here okay what is woodrow's name oh it's jake ryan jake ryan who we talked about earlier this year in eighth grade um he's like the same character (laughs) just smarter yeah Yeah, i mean i mean to be fair you could be like that was what he would turn into if he just kept going um except no archery more science um it it was the perfect casting for absolutely Absolutely. Sure. And I completely, even like from a physical perspective, I bought that he was Jason Schwartzman's son. Um, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I thought their, their scenes together, I completely bought into Jason Schwartzman's not the most like emotive in this, in this stuff. But um, when he does show it, especially when he's talking to, and it's in the, it's in the trailer um, when he's telling the kids that their mother passed away um, right they show like the gag part in the trailer. There's actually a really sincere part to that, that I, I was like, Oh, Oh man. <laughs> there really is. There really is. And it does and, not help that the girls are adorable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then, Oh man. Yeah. That scene and all the things revolving around it. There's, there's very much a theme and you talked about it with the existentialism and that adding to it. But like, there's like this balance between like, like grief or like loss and like love and mm-hmm. like trying to fill the void of one with the other and yeah. like this like never ending chain to that yeah and um it's deep shit man it is sure. it is and that's sure. why i'm like, like there's a lot you can get from a movie. rewatch yeah 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 because it's because it's really like all throughout the movie mm-hmm. um in just different types of situations like different flavors of that yeah. And oh man, it, it's so interesting to see because like there's a lot of similarities with all of these characters and that they are like everybody is a little bit timid and a little yeah. bit quiet and they are mm-hmm. all stuck in this like similar situation. But the things that make them different, those details that I was talking about, just make each encounter like so interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, it's it's i fucking love it man this is good shit (laughs) it is it is very good um wes anderson's good at his job some would say but uh i can't think of a movie i've seen of his that i i don't like i have not seen french dispatch that's the Mm only that and his very first movie bottle rocket are the two i know i have not seen um what about you from the ones you've seen um i can't even tell you all the ones that i've seen um so it's tough to say the ones that I haven't. I haven't seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. I know I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Oh damn! Yeah. I know it's it's so different from. It's his first other... venture into stop motion animation. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I'm trying to pull up that list that you sent me. Um, I definitely haven't seen Bottle Rocket though, and like yeah. that's one of the ones I'm really like most excited for. Same because um, yeah, man, like like seeing Kronos when we were doing del toro with that being his first film was just it it was so interesting to go there and Mm -hmm. and watch him grow like again 
like the reversal of this is just gonna be so interesting it to is. see like the, the roots <laughs> of this man you know what i mean um because I don't know that first film uh, sometimes it's like okay i totally see how we got where we're at now yeah but then um like oh what is that ryan johnson film that you lent me his first one brick uh yes brick brick like get it from that one i was like wow dude like you know it's crazy how far we've come like it didn't even make sense in my head not saying that's a bad movie because it, it was decent um but um, you have yeah, a lot of I'm audacity to say that you think either Knives Out or Glass Onion is better than Brick. Um, I but I, I, I understand. I understand. No, hey, man, you thought Shape of Water was some type of masterpiece. But <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine, man. You like your dumb comedies more than anything that has meaning. That's completely fine. So to cut you off and have, go back to having fun and being a professional pot. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> No, but I love Brick. That movie's fantastic. Uh, it's okay that you don't like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You also don't like Ryan Johnson. So, um, what the fuck? You don't like Brick, I and you don't no like his Star Wars there. movie. You've said they're both. Well, you said the Star Wars movie's bad. Um, and then you said it's because you hate Ryan Johnson's face. I remember. Remember. I remember specifically. <laughs> this is unfair. Unfair. <laughs> I said none of these things. You did. Oh, well, you did say you hated his Star Wars. Don't movie. listen to this man. You 100% said it's a bad movie. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. What, uh, Brick? No. The Star Wars movie. His, oh, um, yeah. yeah, that's right. No, yeah. Is, no. Uh, yeah. And that's no, fine. yeah, it's not, it's not good. Hey, man, you can be, you can join the rest of the horde that think it's bad. That's completely fine. I, I will continue to just do my own thing instead of being a sheep. Um, <laughs> I love this. This is, great. I don't know what I did to deserve this. <laughs> I, was <just> giving, <laughs> I was just giving a quick opinion. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'm excited to see Bottle Rocket, I guess. <laughs> but let's see. So, Brick is really good. Just... <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's, it's definitely a tangent. Um, but, uh, hey, man, you, you like what you like, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, if you if anybody is wanting to like co-host on a podcast, there's definitely a spot open. <laughs> I really, I really threw you off with that brick comment, <laughs> and I apologize. I didn't know it was gonna go there. I didn't you know reminded that was me gonna, of the tenacity. I didn't know that was gonna yes. hurt you God. that much. My, I, I mean, it's fine. It's I'm fine. Sorry. You like his comedies more than his other stuff. That's completely fine. <laughs> his comedies do have meaning. I was being overly cr critical on them for sure. Um, I love Knives Out. I love Glass Onion. They're they're great movies. And Same. I also love his TV show that you chose. To, I'm not going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? <laughs> uh, but his, his TV show is also great. Um, Poker Face, which is getting a second season. Woohoo. But back mm -hmm. to Wes Anderson now that Ernest is done distracting us. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I do appreciate the different forms of art for the, the different forms of art that he uses here. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's wonderful, man, because like, I don't know if I'd seen black and white done by him before. And when we start off that way, you know, and oh. like the portions that we do get in that it's it's so well done. Um, and it, it just draws that very fine line, like the way that he likes to do between like one world and another that we're getting here and that yeah. we're visiting like within this story. They do a very um, Twilight Zone kind of thing. And Brian Cranston's wonderful. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, oh, am I not supposed to be here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I lost it. Time. I was like, oh, like, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and then we have um, a bit of a small bit of stop motion here. Right? A little bit. And little bit. Um, it is fantastic, you know, and yeah. that that scene is just so awkward. You can well. say what it is. Like, I mean, you see this. You see the UFO in the trailer. Yeah, but I didn't know that he, the alien, was going to be stop motion. So I didn't know if I should say it or not. I would, I would, <laughs> I would not consider that a spoiler. And <laughs> because when when it when it shows up, man, when you see the alien, like I, I saw one review earlier too, uh-huh. um, where it said uh, when the when the little strange guy showed up, my. Um, my theater reacted like when Andrew and Toby showed up in Spider-Man. <laughs> what the and fuck? Like, <laughs> I love that. I love and like, that. Like people, if you're paying attention to the credits at the beginning, which I didn't, because I completely forgot Margaret Robbie was even in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum's credited as, as the alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and man. that's just a literal glorified cameo. Cause I mean, that alien stop motion has no, has no dialogue. Um, it's just it's when you go into more of like the behind scenes stuff that you see him like in an alien costume just talking like just like in the swooping shot yeah, yeah. and like it's like two for seconds that bit of time in that swooping shot that we like get anything yeah that's gold bloom <laughs> it's but fantastic though it's I, it like sticks with you i laughed so hard at the alien and that whole interaction and just how awkward it was it was great wonderful, with those man. big old buggy eyes um but i do think because I was wondering how the whole, the whole alien thing would tie in and like how, like, would it be dumb? Would it be small? Like, what, what, how, how would it feel to the rest of the story? And I do think, especially like when you get like the, all these scientists, like Tilda Swinton's character, yes. um, even Woodrow, who's like a up and coming person who wants to be a scientist. He's a junior stargazer. Um, <laughs> and then even like the military personnel with Jeffrey Wright and um, the guy you like from Grand Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Ro- Revelori. Tony Ravioli. That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tony Revelori. Um He's there a is the character. There is an obsession. I mean, and to be fair, it's it's a fucking alien. But there's an obsession for wanting to know why the alien even came, what it's doing here, why it came to their planet, all this stuff. And I think that all fits really well into the whole trying to find your place in the universe um aspect of this film um because that in its own way is trying to look for your own importance whether it be for your planet or for you um and what can like there's definitely a positive way to look at it but at the same time when you really look at like if you don't know your place if you're still trying to figure out your purpose and all that stuff and it's just really weighing down on you there there is few things i can think of that would be a lonelier journey than trying to figure out your place in this this entire cacophony of existence right and i this movie does a good job of not weighing you down with just depression (laughs) um like you said the laughs are absolutely there and and, and it's delivered everything's delivered in such a like a a palatable way like you can digest it it's really easy to take in um but then there's like if you want to dig to the bottom of the ice cream bowl then you can you can find some secrets there too and like I, the, I really appreciate that like the depth is like hidden in the mel- melancholiness of it you know? yeah like yeah. you just you got to be careful because there's not a lot of um craft that can go that deep into the ocean um <laughs> but yeah 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 
<laughs> Damn. I should have saved that for the Steve the Steve Cizo episode where he literally oh, was yeah. a submarine. <laughs> but um <laughs> damn it, Chris. Um yeah, man, but that all of that with the alien and everything just mm-hmm. works. Um it, it works so well because it is like so deep, like the way that you're saying it. Yeah. And at the same time, it's just a great overarching plot to put all of these people here at the same time and have yeah. them interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then get and, stuck with each other. Yeah. And because we've we've talked about it with so many different movies and different types of movies as well, where sometimes that's just going to be the case, you know? Yeah. But an overarching plot can sometimes just be kind of like a distraction from yeah. the really great things that we get in a movie or a series or whatever it is mm-hmm. and um and that's not the case at all here because we do get all of that depth that you were just talking about and i think it's great man i i, I completely agree yeah. um and at the same time just looking at it it's hilarious <laughs> and then jason Schwartzman gets the picture oh man it's great um there is a gag where Scarlett Johansson's character is asking if the picture taken of her came out okay. Oh yes, <laughs> and yes. it's not. And he's like, "All my pictures come out okay." He turns it. It's the picture of the alien. <laughs> it's like, oh man, that's great. <laughs> it's so Wes Anderson just knows timing. He just knows yes. timing. It's so good. Yes. And obviously, when you have these direct, like these actors who have worked with him repeatedly, you're gonna get some good stuff because everyone's trying to bring their A game. Everyone's trying to have a good time, and. I mean, like we were saying, Jason Schwartzman's one of his most like seasoned because uh, he I think he was a teenager when he was in Rushmore, which is the second movie from um, Wes Anderson here. Right. Um, and I mean, that's that's quite good. It's regarded by a lot of people as their favorite. Um, but uh, I'm very excited to go into the series. Um, it is definitely going to be the one that we see at least for a while. Because um, he has a template that he uses visually. And right. Like it's gonna be like when you go from one Del Toro movie to the other, it's not like oh man, he framed this shot the exact same way. Yeah, it's like oh, there's just see, really freaky you monsters a bit here and there. Like <laughs> yeah. I still love those fucking like rain scenes and yeah, the, uh, yeah, the autopsies and stuff like that. But like yeah. with each one of those, we also got like very different types of scenes within those yeah. situations. It is, so. it is, it is interesting to go from Devil's Backbone to Shape of Water. Um, right, but uh. But even in that, you do see because he has a he Del Toro has a love for the supernatural. And Wes Anderson, one of my favorite things about him is like most of his stuff is pretty grounded. I know we're talking about aliens here, um, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but there is but a groundedness to like, it presented in a very like grounded way. Yeah, like, here's the there alien. Is... Okay, bye. And now it's exactly. Like, okay, let's all talk about the alien. There's more talk <laughs> you know? about the alien and what it could mean by the alien being there than actually interacting with said alien. Right. Um. So he does manage to focus on his way people. than signs because that's <laughs> you kind of just explained that movie as well. That's fair. That's <laughs> but... fair. That has a lot more to do with religion as well. Um, yes. True, true. But uh. Um, the talk yeah. about religion here is awesome as well. It is. And, yeah. And then yeah. the choice the choice to not believe, the choice to believe, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like what better thing to like make you question it question it all than an alien? <laughs> um, yeah, right. But uh what did you think? What's his name? The cowboy. Oh yes, yes. I know who the one with about. all the denim. With my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. thought he was hilarious. Um, Montana. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. like, there's that one scene where she's looking for one of her students, 
<laughs> and he's just smoking a cigarette with <laughs> oh we didn't give that to him man <laughs> <laughs> and he does a little he salute when he walks it. off it was great oh, <laughs> it's awesome and uh <laughs> there's some there's some m2 impromptu music here yes well. that's yes, also yes, yes. wonderfully it is it is so oh, good all of those scenes with maya hawk and um just great friend Mm-hmm. where or i'm sorry it's not friend it's friend it is friend it's just a, such a strange last name that i question it <laughs> but um all of those scenes with them and the uh the junior scar stargazers or whatever they were <laughs> they're all fucking great man I, yeah. I loved it and there's just so many sets you get a lot of like mm, i don't want to say pairings but like grouping of characters yeah um, like yeah. you'll see um maya hawk and the band and the kids together a lot and then you'll see the brainiacs together a lot and then you see you know what i mean yeah um, scarlett johansson and um jason schwartzman mm-hmm. um and that like it almost you get to see like a chemistry built between each group as you keep going as well like um just their feel for one another like yeah. seeing them in multiple scenes like that and i gotta say one of my favorites with that too was probably like the brainiacs in that game that they play <laughs> oh god that went so you know long but yeah no it was great it was great yeah man oh wow with all the with all the names and not repeating them but yep. all, only come to find out that they're all just too good at it they're yep. all too it's smart like, oh man i could <laughs> yeah, play this forever most people wouldn't play this with me that's how i feel with my cinephile game um <laughs> i want another shot at that man. hey man i'm down for it it's it, hard it, it was just ashley <laughs> it's like it's can we tough. put it away it's i was like it's on fine. the spot it's it's oh absolutely absolutely yeah. it's 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 you we've talked about my hatred of just being timed in general um being put on the spot definitely changes things <laughs> um but i want to get into before we get into our, like our final thoughts here um margot robbie scene specifically so margot robbie is the dead wife um or she was going to play the dead wife of jason schwartzman rather because remember there is an aspect to being outside of the play um and what we get here with her is actually a very emotional and like very well-crafted scene i think it's profound yeah 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 there's so much there and it's a lot of her like and i i have to wonder if like it being margaret because i mean obviously she's huge right now um she 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 is a star for sure and the second you see her you know who it is like (laughs) um and then like her part was cut (laughs) yeah there's a funny aspect to that that i'm just like oh man and because there are so many references to it yeah as well yeah yeah, yeah. he's like oh we still use your picture (laughs) yeah it's great which when you see that picture you don't realize it's her you know I but, but yeah. I, oh you did i yeah. didn't i didn't <laughs> oh, i thought it was great when they met up out there yeah Pretty i mean sure. i still did but um but uh i have to because we were talking about like meta commentary and stuff like we know like the reason director's cuts exists um at all is because studios usually have them take stuff out um that maybe they didn't want taken out to right create the theatrical version and i wonder if this is kind of like a commentary on that because her scene and like she delivers her lines and explains what her scene would have been and whatnot 
and, and like how it it's, would have provided to the story exactly and it's like right. it would have been like the most tender thing and on uh, and all this and like the fact that it was cut I, I wonder if it's a commentary i'm like hey what don't fuck stop fucking with les anderson's products <laughs> yeah 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 but margot Ravi, um as you would expect absolutely kills it there she's very good yeah yeah definitely like a standout performance and even though she only gets that brief time yeah um i really like tilda swidden in this as well she's great too she's great too and i love her relationship with um woodrow I never, uh, I never had children, but sometimes I wonder if I wish I should have. <laughs> yeah, that it's yeah is uh, what <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's probably my favorite, my favorite line of the whole movie, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the way she sees like, oh, like this kid's a fucking genius for sure. I love the way uh, they talk about the lights, like again in those details, um, mm-hmm. the lights up in the office where. Um, the uh, commander, whoever the sergeants, I don't know, um, mm. gives like those meetings and stuff. But those lights that are flashing behind them with the fucking satellites going round and round, which is just fucking hi- hypnotic on its own. Yeah. But when he asks about the lights and he's like, do these um, ever change? And they're like, they've been the same forever. And then for like the whole rest of the movie, like they're constantly changing yeah. <laughs> after yeah, yeah, the yeah. alien stuff. It's fucking great, man. It's awesome. I love it. I want to ask uh, you, and I'll use this, and I guess I'll go first from your guests to go into our final thoughts. Ernest, what do you think my favorite line was? Your favorite line? Um, the time is always wrong. No. Oh. Um, you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. Um, oh, my God. That dude. scene. Speaking is... of hypnotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch you yeah. so off guard. Yeah, and man. it is so like it's it's so different from the rest of the film um no matter where you're looking whether you're looking at like the behind the scenes stuff the the in story stuff um whatever it, it it is absolutely a standout and i think there's so much i was talking about like things being open to interpretation um i think there's a lot you can take from this i i, I think there's like there's so many things it could be going into could be referencing um and like because this does come pretty close to the end of the film and we we've seen a lot of stories and arcs crystallize um and this like you're you're kind of feeling like you're like on the home stretch and then just out of nowhere you're just like what the fuck's happening what the fuck's happening they're all saying it they're all saying it and it is it is when i left the theater i just kept thinking about it i was just like oh my god what what happened what's what's going on what's 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 going down man it was in the back of my mind for so like until you said it and it it is just uh it's some powerful shit yeah (laughs) for sure um and i've loved seeing the fan because obviously as you should wes anderson hasn't come out to be like this is exactly what this means leave it up to the people right, man right. when you release it it's as much the people's as it is yours um no matter how much quentin tarantino doesn't believe that but <laughs> i mean jk rowling sorry to compare those two but it's <laughs> my bad man my bad um but uh it's there i've loved seeing like some fan theories out there on it um i definitely was just like what could this be when i was watching it and i don't know because there's so much there's so much to this movie with meta commentary with thoughts on loneliness finding your place in the universe um i what i was reading from it 
was kind of like you you it's something along the lines of like you it's like fuck around find out like you you're not going <laughs> to be able to achieve anything if you don't try and fail um you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep you can't get up if you don't fall um because there's nothing to get up from that's that's just how i was looking into it but i've seen all these just theories and like obviously some i'm like eh, but there's so plenty there's plenty that i'm just like, oh dude that's awesome that's great yeah um no. and the, then, the examples that you've given are awesome already thanks man um thanks poppy i want everyone to know that's his name on fucking zoom <laughs> <laughs> Signed in as Poppy, nah. Oh my god! Well, I didn't. I wanted to play. Well, I call you Chris Pierce, so it makes sense. But you call me Poppy, so <laughs> that's so, why I put my name. In. I hate you so much. Um, but <laughs> um, oh man, you fucked me up again. No, <laughs> no, but that is that is definitely like the scene that just sticks out in my mind so much of this film. And obviously, like, it's it's very much made to be separate from everything else. And I think it is barking something at you that you're supposed to interpret for yourself what you took away from this film. And I I don't know if there's a wrong way to go about that. I, I, I think, uh, like I said, like what I thought, the things I thought were interesting, what other people have provided. And I can't wait to see what people say in the future. Um, but Ernest, what are your final thoughts on the film? Oh, man. Um... I almost feel like like it's not enough to fit in here about the the little things that I loved about this movie. That yeah. you could buy a plot of land with like ten bucks from a vending <laughs> machine or something. Like uh, like there's just so much here. Like again, there's there's so many little details, mm-hmm. each of which could could mean something or something that's just there to like build just a little piece of the character that you happen to be looking at on the screen at this like one point in time. Yeah. That. Uh, that each and every character here and I think it's a scene uh, a, a theme that we're going to see as we continue throughout this movie series that each character is just so very much its own compared to like you know any type of thing fill in the blank with any shallow character we've got in the past you know yeah. that you were wondering something about like what is done here is it makes you wonder about characters but in a more thoughtful way and mm-hmm. in like what is their <laughs> you know why are they even in this movie mm-hmm. everybody's definitely everything here is done with such intent yeah like you were saying um and so wonderfully done in that like i really really like this movie a lot that's great um, man and going back through his other movies uh, again like i said is definitely going to be in contention for my favorite um i want to see it again yeah and again and again um it's so pretty to look at um which is kind of like what we knew at the very least we were going to get from this right yeah that's what you expect pretty much going into any wes anderson perfect framing and color saturation like it's beautiful right (laughs) right man and here's just nobody does pastels like that boy they don't but um it's a texas thing i'm just gonna go (laughs) yeah man we have like beautiful performances on top of great performances on top of like brief but powerful performances everybody Mm -hmm. came with it in this down to um you know the little kids that had no lines or the triplets and stuff like which were hilarious um, yeah (laughs) yes dude yes like everybody came in here and did their job very very well including wes anderson Mm-hmm. um the shout out to ed norton too because i love those scenes just as much and oh, dude, uh, and adrian brody and adrian brody. brody yes yes um 
that yeah man there's there's so much to love here there's so much to dive into um it's really hard for me to pick out negatives about this movie at all yeah um if i do find anything it'll be on a rewatch because right as of right now i i can't think of one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um the the length felt right everything man um I guess the only thing I, I can't remember any of the music right now, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, no. <laughs> you know, where I was just like, wow, the score, Dude. but I, uh, uh, you know, they, it's, it's damn near, uh, a damn, I, I didn't know I was going to say this at the beginning of this, but it's damn near a perfect movie for me. Okay. Uh, I think it's really good, man. Okay. I love it. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, granted, obviously it's going to, be more of a thing when I watch the rest of them. But for me right now, this would probably be like in the middle for my mm-hmm. Wes Anderson rankings. Um, because Grand Budapest and then Fantastic Mr. Fox, Royal Ten Umba. Oh, there's just so much good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's it's thick competition up there at the top. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. And then I'm very curious how because French Dispatch was definitely a diversive movie. And um we'll we'll see, see what, what that's side like. we land on yeah man. yeah and you were talking right. about black and white that one that one is black and white mm-hmm. um so we, we will see how that goes and of course it'll be great to have bill murray back in our in our eye sockets but that is for next week we are going to be taking a quick break and then on the other side switching to the gaming side of things we're going to be talking with justin Guerra, our very own crisp hot dog you can find him on twitter uh we will be <laughs> it's, it's his name it's his fucking name i did not know that yeah he I'm didn't sure create I've it, seen it. somebody just... made it for him um but uh we're going to be going over our beginning like our opening thoughts uh first impressions rather uh final fantasy 16 and then going over our favorite things from the latest nintendo direct so stay tuned for that and we'll be right back
All right, and we are back, joined with Justin Guerra. Hey, Justin. Hello. How you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Long day, long day. Yeah. Well, now we get to talk about some video game stuff, as well as something that might hurt Ernest. Depends on how this conversation goes. But we're going to be talking about our first impressions of Final Fantasy 16. A very... I feel like controversial is too hard, but it's definitely got the fandom split. Um because it is quite different, but we'll get into that. Uh, and then after we get into that, we'll be going into our favorite announcements from um, the Nintendo Direct from last week. But before we do that, we're not going to go into spoilers for the most part, but I do feel like we can talk in detail about what was included in the demo to lay out the demo for us. Ernest, you're the only one who did do the demo. What? What? Tell me about it. So it does pick up at the beginning of the game, right? <laughs> it, is, it is really nice that they allowed for the demo data to be saved and carried over into the yeah. actual game because it allowed me to play a little bit before i was actually able to get onto the game so like thursday mm -hmm. i i got paid friday i got to play the demo on thursday um before i actually got it so it worked out perfectly but um it does pick up there at the beginning of the game so you get to play pretty much like the first mm, i want to say like two hours is what you should get out of it so you do get um, like a small but but decent taste of combat. You get to see how the skills are going to work. Um, and also it, it gave me a chance to figure out what I wanted as my button layout as mm. well, which has made like a huge difference in the gameplay for me. Because um, circles dodge should just be it should. automatic <laughs> in any game. Yeah. It definitely should. <laughs> but um, with that, uh, you do get to know a, a good you know bit of the characters you at least get introduced to a lot of the main ones that you're going to be dealing with throughout the story from what i could tell so far mm -hmm. and um you get an idea of the general uh sense of the story and what's going to be like propelling our main character along mm -hmm. with um the uh, the the whole the first icon fight is yeah. where you get up to um so the phoenix ifrit fight is where you get to play up to and then just after that the demo ends okay um, right when you get to the hideaway i want to say for the first time makes sense okay um and the phoenix for those who may not know it's been very heavily advertised is joshua the brother of um, right. clive who is just coming into his own as the ifrit um icon and everyone's like what the hell there's another fire one um, or the phoenix icon yeah. Well, no. So, like, no. You both, you both got mixed up. You, Chris, you said Joshua instead of Joshua's the um, Phoenix cycle. Clive, right? But then you, you said Joshua was getting used to the Efrit. Oh, my bad. Then, yeah, Clive yeah. is getting. And used then to Ernest tried to correct you, and it, yeah, yeah, it got mixed up both ways. It was funny. It's a shitty game. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, <laughs> Justin, as our guest, go Hello. go for it, man. Your first impressions. What do you got for us? Um, first impressions. I think this game is great um i i think it's probably the best or one of the best that we've gotten this year um now you know it's 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 hard to label any game as perfect and this one is definitely not mm -hmm. um there are some negatives that this game has uh but even with them being being negatives i don't think if i were to score this game that they would impact the score at all mm -hmm. um but i will say it is not a Final Fantasy game. It, it is absolutely not 
I, I, I don't care what anyone says. It's just, it's really not. Um, but that also in itself is not a bad thing. With this one being so branched off from what Final Fantasy games are, but still having the Final Fantasy name, it's such a great opportunity for people who have never played the franchise or been too afraid to step into the franchise because you can confidently tell them, hey, play this one. I promise you, if it didn't even have the name Final Fantasy on it, you wouldn't know it was a Final Fantasy game. And then they dip their toe into it, they like it, and then you go, boom, you know what? That's Final Fantasy, baby. Here's, <laughs> here's 15 more. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's definitely not a Final Fantasy game, which is okay. It's okay. We have so many. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's not. Okay. Ernest, what, what is your rebuttal to that? I I just I don't see what doesn't make it a Final Fantasy game. Like what makes the Final Fantasy game a Final Fantasy game? That uh, this one is not party, a grand adventure, um exploration. Uh the 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 only thing that I've gotten the sense of this game that is Final Fantasy is the ideology that some main character is going to have to turn their entire world worldview around. Um and and that that's that's saying that very lightly without having to get too deep in the spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, but that is the only sense of of Final Fantasy storytelling that we have in this game. Um, there's outside chocobos of, outside outside of the obvious, you know, monsters, <laughs> uh, summons, stuff like that. Just yeah. just namesakes. Um, it's not there. It's just the rest of it's not there. Okay, I respectfully disagree i I think that this is very much a final fantasy game and the way that they've taken the things from prior games like including those things that we see repetitiously throughout each edition so let um, me let me ask what what you you think besides the monsters and summons what do you think is final fantasy about it um i mean one of the in the very first final fantasy like the very very first one uh we have the the warriors of light right so like the whole thing with that is the crystals and how those come into play and how um and you see it a lot throughout a lot of final fantasy is in how those crystals affect the world and how they um you know govern a lot of what happens within that world i think that we get a lot of that here i think that we get a lot of um like you like chris said we get chocobos uh the way that they use crystals to get like water out of them and fire and stuff like that it, i think is fantastic like those things that are Final Fantasy themed like that, I, I think that they implement them well within this world while still telling a new type of story um, with a lot of, like you said, with the summons and stuff like that too. Like those are all the things that are common across Final Fantasy stories. Now, that I even think there's a sense of party there while you not might while you might not be like controlling other people like you still have people going along with you like with your journey. Um, and it is different that they're focusing in on like one main character as opposed to so many others, which they kind of did to an extent with 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did have more control over your party. But um yeah, I, I love what they're doing here. Um, and, and I still feel that I, I get a great sense of final, final fantasy-ness from it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel that it is very much a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. What about you, Chris? 
Okay. Well, you were kind of saying that too, Justin. I thought he'd have something. Um. <laughs> uh, I I do, but not that like doesn't just drive an argument. I, okay, that's fine. That, that's fine. That um, he made for it being a Final Fantasy game are the exact points of why I said it's not. You so just, I'm in between. Name in there. Um, because I think the final, the final, I do see the Final Fantasiness, but I do think it's more of an afterthought rather than it being the main focus of the whole game. Um. There is even a big plot point that is the exact same plot as Final Fantasy VII, which we'll go on to when you'll get later into the game. Um, I consider that a negative. <laughs> uh, but it, it is um, overall, I'm still I'm having a great time with it. Uh, where I think it might be lacking a little bit, I think a lot of the RPG elements are ringing a little more hollow than they usually would with prior entries. Bear in mind, I've only, well, okay, I did play through seven last year. Um, but before that, my fir- very first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 15. I'm by no means a veteran. Um, so I have very limited things to compare it to. But like your your weapon customization, your different like gear and stuff you can equip. It, so far, and I am um, at 68% of the story, the gear, the, it, it, it does feel... Like you're pretty much just, and I mean, I have no issue with this. We'll see what y'all think, because uh, it's usually something y'all give me crap for. You're pretty much just always going to be like, number get bigger. This is what I put on, um, as opposed to different abilities and f- affecting different affinities, all this other stuff. Which is, I mean, it's it. I understand that to be something that's a, a common thing in p- past Final Fantasy games. That level of detail into those RPG system uh, elements and systems, um, but. I love my my favorite thing has to be the I this is my favorite use of the summons. I, I think it's really cool just having these like a certain person um being di- like not diagnosed. That's not the right. Well, they kind of are, but uh designated. Designated, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As like, oh my god, this guy's the Titan. Oh my god, this guy. Well, no one knows who Euphrid is apparently, but this guy's the Phoenix, yada yada yada. I, I think that is just so fucking cool. Like it's just it's just so awesome. Um Sorry. And then, like, there's this whole uh, extra level of mystique to it where, like, I mean, I would say, if I know him, I consider it. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Ifrit's, like, one of the most known of the summons. But here we are Very in a common, new Final yeah. Fantasy world where Ifrit's not known. Everyone's like, there shouldn't be two icons of fire. Um, and I think that's a cool spin on that. And, I mean, it, uh, obviously, there's no surprise that Ifrit's in it. It's every marketing material, you see either a phoenix or Ifrit. Um but uh, it's I think it's super interesting, and the story is primarily what's going to be through it. Though I do think the gameplay is really fun. That being mm-hmm. said, I'm a huge Devil May Cry fan. This was made by the director of the original Devil May Cry games, and you can definitely sense that. Um, I think the gameplay is what would be some people's strongest argument about like I, and not even to say like it has to go back to turn based, but even. Because 15 wasn't turn-based, but you can still see there is a vast difference between 15's gameplay and 16. Yeah. <laughs> um, with, and it, with it having like that timer, it almost gave like the illusion yeah. of turn-based. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm all for, and I've talked about it on the show a lot, where I'm like, I love when... I love doing different things in an unknown franchise. Like we were talking about how Bayonetta just released a prequel game that is a completely different art style, completely different gameplay, but it's like canon story to the character everybody loves. Um, 
I think this, I think this game is risky because <laughs> uh, th- there are so many things different from it. I, th- I don't think anyone's going to argue that it is like the most like separated from what we know Final Fantasy to be. Um, yeah. And like, if, if it's not for you, that's completely fine. And like, aside yeah, from maybe like a shooter. <laughs> for, for sure. And who's to say now that you've said that, that's going to be next. That's, that's going to be 17. Uh, yeah, we had Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, Dirge of Cerberus is what I was referencing. Oh, dude, I forgot that was a shooter. Yeah. You know what? This game's not that very good. Everyone. Fantasy but again, that's also like a, it's also like a spinoff though. So. For sure. But that is also yeah. to say, um, I could, because this one is so different, it does almost kind of feel like it should be a spinoff. But that's what I mean by like the, the Final Fantasy aspects of it are just not at the forefront from what I'm seeing. Um, but I do see them. I'm not saying they're not there. And I like Clive. Clive's cool. And I, I think everyone can agree. Sid's pretty, Sid, Sid's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, but you know who's not neat? <laughs> Jill. Uh, I'm just kidding. Jill gets better. Jill Jill's gets fine. better. Jill's fine. That's the thing. Do you know? So first of all, Justin, I've never heard you refer to any woman who has ice-related abilities as just she's fine. You got me there. <laughs> for for the um, for the Shiva dominant could have been a lot better. Should have uh, been yeah, a lot better. Yeah. Right. What, oh, what, man. what is she lacking in? Because I've only got so much experience with her so far. Uh, where is is she grown up in your game yet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I fought her, um, and now she's recovering. You know. Right. 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 Uh, just gusto. Um, general like sexual like deal. Like yeah. Like it just okay. Shiva is very prominent. In a lot of ways, and also and, a very yeah, well known, but so. very well known, and <laughs> and usually commands a lot of power. Um, and and this this game, Jill seems just, and again, early on it could change. Apparently, it has changed a little bit for Chris, but like she mm. she feels very weak, um, for the kind of the, like presence that Shiva demands. Mm. Um, she does get uh, whooped by Titan in the demo. Right, so, right, um, yeah. but wow, is that scene fucking epic, though? Dude, I love Titan. Oh, he looks so I, monstrous. Oh, man. I, I think that scene where you're like running through and Titan is fighting Shiva in the demo, um, really paints the like expectations for how epic this shit is going to be. Yeah, um, absolutely. because from what I've experienced so far, like, god, it's the epicness of it, like the scale, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, is is just so huge. I, I love it for that man it is Um, that along with the the music uh everybody get in your damien joke here our friend (laughs) damien (laughs) he once said he once said that this music uh final fantasy's music is not memorable which is just the most blasphemous thing i've ever fucking (laughs) heard in my entire life but um not only like with the like new pieces of score that we get here but with the way that they've implemented the classic final fantasy songs and Mm -hmm. put like new spins on them are wonderful it's even it's so epic just to hear like the victory music it's great Da, 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 da. I love it, but it's like this uh, yeah, church man. choir, just like ribbing. Oh it. man, one of the neat little features too. Um, so I really appreciate being able to hold down the middle button and getting a quick glimpse at yes. like what the you would usually get in like a journey board. in yeah. a journal. Yes, yes, the active law, and like that is it, it's such a nice way to implement that because Absolutely. so often in video games do i get a journal and find myself forgetting that it's there and just trying to remember everything on my own yeah it is to be 
in the moment and see the thing, the history on things that are relevant to what you're watching at the at the time um, is, I, I think, great. It is really good, and I think it is um, not just game changing, but industry changing. I think Absolutely. this is a feature that we are going to see pop up in a lot of games three years from now. I hope so. Um, we can at least hope, right? Yeah, because yeah. it is. It That's is awesome. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't tell you how many times I've been in, in a cutscene, which is a lot for this game. Uh, one of my <laughs> one of my actual drawbacks of it, um, and been like, "What are these guys talking about?" And just be able to hit the button and be like, "Oh, that's what they're talking about." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and that's awesome. That and it's really, like, it's, and it's not a book that opens up in front of you. It's like this easy to digest, this little yeah. excerpt to explain it to you. It's awesome. It is great. Yep. Um, it but, also uh, doesn't just throw everything at you at once. They it's split just it up what's into those relevant. little sections. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can deep dive from that one if you want to. Mm-hmm. Cause at your hideout, even if there's like, cause that happened to me, like I kept forgetting it was a thing cause it is so new. Um, like I was like, oh man, I didn't press it during this one cutscene. There is a place to go back and look at the ones you might've missed. Yeah. And I, I also love um, where you store a lot of that knowledge with the old man in the bar. Yep, that's what um, I'm just I can't referencing. remember his name at the moment. Yeah, okay. Um, I love the little pixelated characters that you get while you're giving him the knowledge. Yeah, also plays you also do that when you save. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's I great. Love it. Um, that everyone knows. You save? Final. Yeah, I'm scared. Oh, that's like you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> how, how could you? It's terrifying. I just keep it rolling. <laughs> It's, um, it's a small detail but the way the waypoints are so prominent here and not just like a little glowing diamond like mm-hmm. prism or something i think it's great i think it's great the way that they're laid into the landscape yeah but little details like that are, are pretty awesome um but that combat though um excuse me excuse me um that combat though took a took me a moment to get used to but once i did like it started feeling really fucking good yeah, um, I was telling really Chris fun. earlier today that like, you know, you get like 11 precision dodges and counters like in a row and it's like, oh my God, I feel like a fucking God, you know, <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, this combat just makes me feel like really good, like I'm good at something, you know, and I promise you I'm not playing on the story, story difficulty. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wasn't going to accuse you of it, but um, <laughs> the last thing I want to bring up here before we move on to the Nintendo Direct and of course, whatever y'all got to add on, that's fine. Um, because a lot of people, of course, there's a lot of love for Sid. People are love and Clive. Um, unsurprisingly, no one's really talking about Jill. Uh, but <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, I just had his name. I just had his name. Yeah. Yes, I love Gav. Gav, Gav. is Gav is wonderful. Gav is how, a wonderful. How did I? How did I know that's whose cock you wanted to stroke so <laughs> lovingly? He's so good. He's a good guy. He's so like he's always there for you. Um, he's not an icon. He's just doing his best to help you out, and um, he's 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 a good guy. He's a good fellow. I've just got like a little taste of him, and he just started, you know, swinging more my way. So yeah, he seemed nice. He yeah. he he's really nice guy. He he's he's definitely. Because he feels like he's just going to be, and he, he pretty much, he's the definition of a side character. But, he was um, skeptical at first, you know? But I would be too. Yeah. I would be, dude, dude, you're branded. Come on. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but do y'all have any final thoughts on Final Fantasy before we move on I, to Nintendo? I do. Um, it. And it's more of my negatives. Um, because down, I want to, I want to, you know, emphasize 
this is not a perfect game. It's a really good game, but it is not perfect. Uh-huh. Um, having said that, I'd, I'd score it like a 9 out of 10. Um, but the things that I think are downsides or things that I don't like don't actually affect that score at all. Um, and the the biggest one is is really weird and granted there's a reason it does there's a reason it doesn't take away from this how i would score it because it's a weird complaint but there are so many fucking cutscenes, and they're so <laughs> long and so consecutive that it it sometimes they can they can run on for so long it pulls you out of the action rpg mindset mm. you know you it, it stagnizes the fights too far away from each other um and i don't like that um granted they're beautiful it's great uh and the game having near 100 voice acting is a big plus as well i mean yeah. honestly th- that that alone is almost like worthy of just being a 10 out of 10 game it's just being 100 voice acted like side shit all that the only thing that's not voice acted the moogles they should have gave that motherfucker a voice <laughs> as the only character not voiced in this game and it would have been perfect He's, he is the he is the one percent unvoiced character in this game, um, and I hate it. Uh, beyond that, kind of what to what you referenced earlier as well, Chris, with the um, RPG aspects feeling hollow. I definitely agree with that, especially when it comes to the equipment. Uh, it just seems like there is no try. The game is just going to give everything to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you start with your starting sword, your armor, your belt, and then you early on are able to, you know, purchase upgraded uh, swords and gear and whatnot. And you feel like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm getting a boost. And then you go one chapter deeper and, oh, hey, I can upgrade this. Cool. I made a good investment. And then a chapter later, it just gives you gear that beats everything even if you've leveled it up that yep. you already have. And it's like, okay, that that's cool. Uh chapter next chapter you get new sets of gear that just beat all that for free you don't even pay anything for it, it just it, it's just given to you and it feels like the game is just constantly handing you these like uh these superior sets of of gear without making you work at all for it and it's mm-hmm. like okay well not now this means nothing now you're just you're keeping the the pace the difficulty of the game without me having to try yeah. um and i don't like that I mean, granted, I think Earth is still pretty early on, but at some point you get a whole set of just legendary gear for story progression that <laughs> outclasses everything you can have at that point, including yep. stuff you can buy after that point. Yep. It just isn't a point. Uh, and it's ridiculous. I was quite surprised. Yes. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I had, to look, I had to look at it three times like, what the fuck? It's all it, purple. It just, <laughs> it just gives it to you and it's all legendary. It's like, okay, sure. Um, I don't like that. For story that's, reasons, that stuff makes sense, but yeah. yeah. For story reasons, yes, it didn't need to be legendary. It didn't need I, to yeah. have the stats it has. I agree. Um, but it's it, it, it's it's one of the takeaways. Again, it's a great game. I'd still recommend it to anybody. It's a 9 out of 10, um, but it's not perfect by any means. Ernest. All right. So, I mean, I, I'll get into some uh, negatives first, and it's really just the traversal um (laughs) like i i really want a sprint button in this um you can run once you're like in an open world or an open area i guess um once you run for a certain amount of time then he kind of like gets a burst of speed and will carry it on until you stop but the majority of the time by the time you get that person that burst of speed you're already at an item that you're picking up or you're like 
uh, at the next fight. So it really only does so much. And I haven't got my chocobo yet. So this is very early on. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I love the voice acting here. I, I think this is the strongest that we've had any Final Fantasy in English voice acted. Um, just all, all of it feels so authentic. And one of the uh, downfalls of Final Fantasy in the past, well, it, it could be a downfall or an attraction. It depends on what you're into, but there's a certain like level of cheesiness with it all. I've talked mm -hmm. about it with, uh, with uh, Crisis that's Core, right? Okay. When they're like, Zach, the puppy, you yeah. know, <laughs> like that stuff. Um, there's none, there's none of that here. Um, everything here is just so well written man and yeah. so well performed um i'm loving this story and the way that it's being presented to me um with that we do have a lot of cinematics like justin was talking about so it's definitely going to be um whether or not you want to like what you're looking for in the game of whether or not you're gonna like that um i i enjoy them because i think the favorite my favorite aspect of the game so far is the story mm -hmm. um there are a lot of um like those god of war type situations where you're in the middle of a fight and then you have a cut scene where you're supposed to hit a specific button for something to happen um and all i i know that that takes a lot of people out of fights and stuff like that i totally get it um i fucking love them I think that they're awesome and especially the way that everything is animated and how each one of these fights is so like blow for blow even when you're fighting like a minor boss um is is great man i'm really loving the uh the combat here um it's just so fresh it's so new from what i usually get with final fantasy like and while you know i know a lot of people just want a good old turn-based game um which like I get, I, I love those games too, but I definitely see, and I've said this in one where we were speculating on how it was gonna be just from the way that it looked. Um, I see how we got here from before, you know, ever yeah. since 10, um, as far as like actual installments go, um, like 10, 13, I think were like the last ones that were really um, like turn-based, you know? Mm. Um, no, 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 then, not, not 13, no, sir. 13 wasn't? It was time-based, and we owe so much oh. to it. Uh, <laughs> okay. 13 walks so this game could run. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, 12, um, as soon as we got, like, that open-world aspect to it and, like, where you're able to run around, like, that action RPG instead of turn-based RPG, um, from there to the evolution of what we have now, um, I totally see, like, how they baby-stepped baby it here and... Um, I'm not sure why everybody's so surprised that we ended up here, but um, I don't think it's surprised. I, 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 it's about whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah, and I fucking love it. it it's great. such a good time, man. Uh, like I said, sometimes I just feel like a god. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The my main thing is, I and uh, of course along the way, like we expected with this, it's beautiful. It's super fucking beautiful, and their use of light in here, whatever engine they're using there, is really nice. But um, yeah, this this story is like top tier as far as I'm concerned. Um, okay. The pieces that I've got of it so far are like I, I could see where it's headed towards it being one of my favorite stories in Final Fantasy, especially it being so cohesive because so often in Final Fantasy do we get rather complicated stories that are yeah. tough to follow. Um, 
and there's things that are helping the story along to help us understand it but when you zoom out and look at it as a whole uh, i think it's really really well done and i'm enjoying it so much that's good um so uh, there's a couple more things i wanted to share on it because i realize i haven't been as descriptive on my thoughts necessarily on it as well um because i do think i'm actually i do really enjoy the game but i do think i'm lesser on it than both of you um it is very pretty but i don't think this looks next gen i think this could have looks like it could have been played on ps4 um i when you so like justin you've talked about how you would was like horizon's a great example of like a tech demo for what the ps5 could do graphically yeah that's great it, it is very pretty. Um, I would I would definitely say this doesn't meet meet up to that. Um, granted, I don't think that's a huge deal. I think it's still a gorgeous game. Um, but I would also even say like the character models, like when you look at look at Demon Slayer, I, I think that is just like the best like character creation and character models like we've seen on the PS5. Because um, when you have the non-cutscene cutscenes in this game, which I mean, I think they're in every Final Fantasy, where it's like not necessarily like a cinematic, but like characters are moving, you're not controlling them, they're talking. Um, I think I think it does stick out a little bit. Uh, did you say Demon Slayer? I did say Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Okay. Souls. Thank you. Thanks for oh, catching okay. it because it sounded wrong. I played it in my head over and over again. I guess <laughs> I had, I, had I to go it on it for a little bit, but I was like, something right. weird about that. Okay. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. We're, yeah, we're on the same page, though. Yeah. Demon, demon Souls. Oh, wow. You're I almost did it again. But hey, what are you doing? <laughs> You're slaying demons, man. Um, but wrong. hey, man. But, uh, but I mean, it is it's still gorgeous. Um, and I'm enjoying the story, but especially as somebody who's like more than halfway through, um, you'll have these big chunks of like really awesome, just awesome, epic story being given to you. And then you will just have a string of main quests that feel like they should be side quests. Um, like literally today I had my favorite boss fight in the whole game. It had me excited. It was so fucking awesome. And then from there I did like an hour of fetch quests. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> um, but but I know that's that ramp up is gonna be coming up again. I that and that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going. Um, but for like where I'm at on it, I immediately for me, it's not gonna be my game of the year. Um yeah. Right now it's great. Uh I am I am really enjoying it and I can't wait to see where it goes, but it's it it just hasn't hit that point for me where I just think it's the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's go ahead and get into our Nintendo Direct. And this first one we have up here, um, we left off. So we did remove a few things, Justin. Oh, uh, uh, why? Just because not everything was here. I promise you everything you're going to want to talk about is on here. I, oh, man. that's Is that a gamble you want to take? Well, this first, one, <laughs> this first one's on here only because of you. Okay. Um, so Sonic Superstars. Okay. What do you think of was Sonic there anything, Superstars? Was there anything before that that you had? Well, well, I don't have I don't have them like in order in front of me, so I don't know. I was but say, if there's, uh, there's one game I really want to talk about, and if it's not on this list, I want to be disappointed. Okay. Um, oh, bring it up. At it, the end. And it definitely not can. Sonic Superstars. Um, <laughs> although I'm very excited for Sonic Superstars. Exactly. Sonic Superstars you're, is awesome. You're Sonic. And I will stop being friends with both of you if y'all don't play with me. Um, oh, it's a multiplayer. It's multiplayer. Oh, yeah, multiplayer. It's, multiplayer. it's it's co-op Sonic for the first time, not ever, but in ever. 
Um, and it <laughs> looks great. It's a traditional, uh-huh. it's a traditional look for longtime fans of the franchise while still being a little dolled up for newer fans and people who like, you know, the full, like, I only play 3D Sonic. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little something for everybody. And we're seeing past characters who haven't made appearances in a very long time. Uh, I don't know how fresh the trailer is in any of y'all's minds, but the uh, the little character at the very end that kind of just like went up there for, uh, for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, he's someone that we haven't seen in forever and i'm talking wow. like since like the like the sega genesis days um he hasn't appeared in a sonic game his name is eluding me um <laughs> it's okay. but, uh, i he, thought he was a new character so. no he is not new he's a very big deal um and the fact that they're making amy playable again is awesome mm-hmm. i think i saw somewhere that their modern uh costumes are like a creator bonus or something like that um but yeah they're all they're all there and they're all really cool okay Ernest. Um, I love that we're getting a old school like side scroll type yeah. game for sure. Um, the four player, I, 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 it's online and couch co op, I believe. Um, mm. is huge. That's that's my main draw to it. Is this is a game that I would want to play with friends for sure. So you got me, Justin. I'll be there playing. Thank playing you. His, with you. his uh, name is his name is Fang. I'd okay. rather go to. <laughs> go to your house and play it then um then buy it but uh <laughs> but i think i think it's great that they're making the game in the first place especially because there's this new generation of um of sonic fans you know that have come in to know sonic from uh like the movies and yeah. um and are now just like you know grabbing up all of uh these sonic games that they can get their hands on uh that they get to go back and see like get a taste of what I experienced because the very first game that I actually owned was um, Sonic, you know, on, wow. on the Sega okay. Genesis. Mm-hmm. So, and I just played it over and over and over again. So um, that they get a small taste of what I started out with is just great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it looks great. Um, visually, it looks awesome. It looks like everything you'd want from a classic styled uh, Sonic game. I knew immediately um obviously whether i knew it was multiplayer or not i forgot but i I knew immediately i was like justin's justin's gonna love this um but it does look really fun the multiplayer aspect sounds like it could be chaotic and like in the best kind of way um so i i am definitely down to try it out but um moving right along here persona 5 tactica was announced to be coming to switch so it is confirmed is going on to all consoles it is going to playstation nintendo and xbox um and it has been coming out november 17th justin what do you think of persona 5 tactica um i'm excited for it i don't know that i can say i'm super excited for it um Mm. but i'm excited for it it's one of those games where like or not even one of those games one of those persona 5 specifically is its own franchise in the persona verse and it's gotten to the point where like you can put persona 5 on anything and (laughs) we're probably gonna buy it yeah we bought we bought a dynasty warriors game we bought a dancing rhythm game um (laughs) i bought i bought persona 5 fucking twice um i'm I'm, I'm gonna buy this one so it's it's cool it's exciting i definitely like um rts games so i mean you know me i, I like i enjoyed mario and Rapids yeah because it's just a good rts game mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm looking forward to it uh i don't know like 
how crazy it's going to be. I think it's just going to be a fun spinoff. I don't think it's going to be groundbreaking. Yeah. And the chibi um, art style is cute. <laughs> yeah, the chibi art style is really cute. And the new character is really cute, too. Yeah. Um, there are pre-order bonuses for it in the forms of two personas um, that because I didn't play three and four, they might be from those games. I don't know. I'll have to take a look. That's awesome. uh, I, I know they eventually added the personas from three and four into five in the form of paid DLC. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it'd be out of question for them to be in this as like a pre-order bonus. But yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, Ernest, what do you think of Persona 5 Tactics? Um, I think it's great that they're expanding on that franchise. Um, yeah. that they've really found one that they can really just extort. No, I'm just kidding. That they could really just <laughs> like it. lean on. Yeah, that they could really just lean on to give us like more of that like trademark style that they're so famous for. Mm. Um, I because like I know I know you love three, and I haven't played it. I haven't taken uh, so I'm gonna try not to take away from it but like i think the style all really like climaxes with five right oh absolutely for sure Um, and for them to like find that pinnacle and say like okay let's stay here for a while and see what we could do with this i I think it's great especially that they're expanding like on that story because the story for that one is like I, i think one of the main draws too right absolutely um so yeah, yeah, I, I think it's wonderful that they're expanding on it. I'm not good at RTS games. I want to be <laughs> so bad. Um, <laughs> so I, I would, but with Persona Five, with the Persona franchise as a whole, I have been fucking slacking, and I still haven't finished Royale or the first one. Um, so I haven't gone to Strikers because of that, and so I won't be playing this one either because I can only imagine it's going to. You would want the background of those first two games in order to get into this one yeah that's um, fair i can't so, believe so when you told me how how far you were in the game before you dropped it ah oh, man why yeah, well, that out? was that was on persona 5 yeah and then i i traded it in they came out with royal mm. and then i um so i had to start over because it's yeah. a different save file yeah. um and getting back there has just been difficult for me yeah when you already know everything like it's it an, be, it's it enjoyable still man it really yeah. is but um you know just just going through all those it's a long game it's a long game so and it's so memorable like because i just went through royal this year and like a lot of it you just it's been forever since i played base persona 5 but i still remember so much and it is really good yeah. like you're saying you don't forget people yeah throwing themselves off the of school or shit, shit yeah. Like this. yeah 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 but like... then there's the point that it's just like man i want to get to the new stuff too yeah yeah and i really did and it's nice how they mixed in the new stuff with royal and stuff like that yeah. but um, yeah they changed they changed yeah. uh, each palace's final final boss fight like mm-hmm. they didn't change what the boss was they just changed like what the mechanic for the boss was and it mm-hmm. was very and they yeah. definitely cool. streamlined yeah. the gameplay absolutely it it is it is it's just um it's still rather large oh yeah um, no i know and- <laughs> And when you and when you have like new stuff coming out and so I've just I've dropped it so many times. Same thing with like uh what I keep saying about like a dragon and stuff, you know. I keep like oh, yeah. <laughs> going back and starting these games. JRPGs, and then, man. Like, JRPGs. Yeah, man. They're huge. Uh, They're huge. Stop playing that Final Fantasy one. Go back. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh moving right along here. Myth for uh, and also Justin, if I read the name that you're worried we took out, please uh-huh. let us know. I will. Like, no, I'm no, excited. trust me. Trust okay. Me. Um, but next one we have up here is Myth Force, and pretty much just because of the way it's been described, it is stepping into a Saturday morning cartoon that plays like an RPG. Um, Justin, what did you think of this one? I actually think this game has 
promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sure that there was like a hype build up to it, like coming out on on console. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that this game has real potential to, um, kind of change things up and and not. How do I say this? Not break the mold, but introduce a lot of people to what exists already. Yeah. Um, I I will say I I want to play this, and I want to play this with like friends. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone will though, uh, <laughs> and that's that's the that's the problem. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a it's a multiplayer roguelike in a '90s cartoon art style, and that's awesome. Mm. Um, but it also just feels so like niche and like so Absolutely. just like, like yeah. it was made for like very specific people and i'm very specific people <laughs> uh i don't think it's gonna explode um but i really want it to i, I yeah. think it's pretty okay ernest oh yeah man it looks fucking awesome that the animation here is just so because not only is it is it that like 90 style saturday morning cartoon type stuff but like it's it's so well done like on yep. top of that it's so polished you know mm-hmm. um so i really i really appreciate it and the the action looks really cool as well it does um but it's also like justin was saying like one that i would definitely want to play with friends mm-hmm. um i really i just fucked up so bad man getting that switch light oh <laughs> uh, i thought you were about to like reveal something yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah buddy so what's too. happening um, no, I yeah, will man. say I I don't know that this one is only coming out on Switch. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I if it comes out on I don't think they gave a release date either. Yeah, if it comes if it comes out on PlayStation, I'd fucking I'll get this shit in this heart in a heartbeat and play it with y'all. Uh, sure. It is coming out on PlayStation. It's all console. Oh shit! Okay, look. Thank you, thank you, sir, for looking that up. Did you fucking... see release date? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. How much is it gonna cost? Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say how much would you pay? Probably don't know. Uh, I'd pay thirty for it. I was gonna say thirty as well. No, I pay thirty for it. Yeah, thirty four. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you heard it. You heard him here. <laughs> Raise it. Thirty four dollars. Get your extra five dollars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, man, fun. it looks exciting. Something new too. Yeah, and like new with the style of something old that we have not right. seen in a long time, and I think. I'm right there with y'all. I, I would definitely try it out. Um, if if we were all on it, I, I would definitely be willing to give it a shot. But now it's time to ask you all a very important question about ice cream flavors. So <laughs> there is a new Splatfest coming to town. Uh, and the options are vanilla, mint chocolate chip, or strawberry. Justin, what would you pick? Mint chocolate chip all day. Damn. Ernest. Vanilla. Me and Ernest are the dominance. We are the team vanilla. It's what just, the fuck it's is up? Y'all like, it's just because y'all like come. <laughs> I would have rather is a that TikTok you played. Think? I would have rather is a TikTok that what you think come tastes like? <laughs> no, but if you saw if you saw the uh, the trailer for the Splat Fest, that vanilla that vanilla ink is just come. Just it happened. all over. What was it? Mayonnaise. It was, yeah, that's mayonnaise. right. Yep. There's blood and yeah, it was everywhere. Oh man! <laughs> it looked like blood and cum everywhere. Yeah, yep. pretty much. That's hey, beautiful. Dude. That's fantastic. Platoon's wild. You should see their the, my hero the Splat stuff. team knows what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they it, do. Man. They do. They have an inkling yeah. for what we want. Um, 
but moving right along, a, an, an announcement I was really excited for because I never played the original. Um, Detective Pikachu Returns was announced. God, I think it looks cool, man. And I love <laughs> the fact that it's so different from your regular mainline game. And I definitely want to give this a shot. Right. I'm guessing you're not a you're, fan. You're the, one per- you're the one person over the age of nine that was playing this game. Hey, man, he hits um, on women. He's an adult detective. Get out not, of the, only, on the only chance this franchise had of getting like adults to play it is if they gave the the voice acting job to Pikachu to Danny DeVito. That was the only choice. That was the only chance oh they my had. God. And they whiffed. So fucking not hard. Ryan Reynolds, huh? Well, he's Ryan talking about in the game. Oh, no, man. it's the fuck Ryan Reynolds. Danny DeVito all day, all day or nothing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Justin's sorry. obviously not a fan. Ernest, what did you think of Detective Pikachu? I, I think it looks awesome. I think it was really cool. Uh, see, how did I know? <laughs> I think it looks awesome. It's it's great that they're giving us not just your run of the bill Pokemon games. That yeah, um, you know, there's aspects to it that at some point it kind of feels like Madden or FIFA in that they're just giving us like the same game with the new skin. Yeah. You know? Um, and um, for them to be kind of like going off script here and giving us something that uh, I, I don't know if people were asking for this necessarily, but um, that it's out there and available for people is really good. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to spend any money on it, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't imagine yeah. you can spend money yeah. on any of these. These are all on Switch. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you set yourself up. But hey, something... I could, motherfucker. You, yeah, I just... sure, sure. Nah. Yeah. Um, but moving right along to something I definitely plan to spend my money on. Super Mario RPG Remake was announced. Ooh, Not ooh. only that, it's coming out this year. Ooh, ooh. Um, I hyped the whole direct. It was it's huge. It is it is something I've always wanted to try. I just never never tried sat down to do it. Um, and now they're doing a full remake. It's coming to Switch, coming out this November, November 17th specifically. Um, very excited. Justin, you've played the original, right? No, I did not. I, I, I'm in the same boat as you of always oh, okay. wanting to, but never having the chance. And and that that's partly because of why this game being remade is such a big deal. Yeah. Um, if you did not play it when it came out, it is crazy expensive to get the copy. If you mm-hmm. even if you're okay with playing it uh, on an older console that you, like you have at home, um, we don't we don't we don't emulate here. You know we don't torrent, so we don't, we don't we're not going to do that. <laughs> um so if we were ever going to play it we were going to pay for it yeah um which i wasn't going to do that for you know that old of a game yet alone yeah. to also have to buy it in 64 along with it or sorry excuse me in snes um i'm i'm not going to do that um having said that i've always wanted to i've always really wanted to and i really thought there was never a chance of it happening because mm-hmm. of everything that this game is tied up in um licensed by nintendo made by square enix yeah. you know they haven't until in recent years you know worked together very well in the past and that's why there was a lot of uh a lot of doubt that this game would ever be remade because mm-hmm. of the legal implications that would have to go into them partnering again to remake it um or at least nintendo paying square enix money which is something that like they pro- probably ended up happening but man nintendo does not like to pay other people money yeah. Um, especially for games that involve their own intellectual property <laughs> so that so there was so little chance of it and that's why it being announced is such a big deal um it, and it makes a lot of sense because nintendo just recently 
took down a a kind of fan modernization of the game. And everyone was like, man, fuck y'all. I'll care about this hat shit. And little did we know it's because they were remaking it themselves. <laughs> um, so, fun and surprise. Ernest? Um, I, th- I think for the reasons that Justin named is great that they're remaking it. Uh, mm-hmm. For the people that didn't get to get their hands on it and had heard that it was a great game because I heard good things about it. Yeah. Um, not necessarily one. I, I'm not very interested in it. Um, there's just made by Square. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> down with the Square and everything that they make. Um, but no, no. I mean, I I think the Mario world is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and now is definitely the time to ca- to like capitalize oh, yeah. on the popularity of Mario with the movie coming out and being so huge. Yeah. Um, so it makes all the sense that they're like doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just. It's not for me though. That's I'm fair. not their target audience on this one. What is the? If you can answer this, oh, what hold is, on. what's up? Sorry, before you ask that, Ernest, what if I told you there was a Final Fantasy boss in this Mario game? Nope, there is. No, I'm not. I'm still no. I, I've seen. I've seen how crossovers go uh, with this type of stuff. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. What are you yeah. gonna ask her? Well, I think you just called out Kingdom Hearts there, and he's a piece of shit for doing it. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I, I will be. I will be. You can get on me for not liking that franchise. but Hey, man, Kingdom Hearts is more Final Fantasy than Final Fantasy 16. Um, but yeah. I was going to ask you, um, just because I don't think it's something we've talked about. Uh, what Do you know the last Mario game you played? Me? Yes. Um, and then outside of a party setting. Oh, because we did just play yes, Mario, Mario Party, Party the other day, <laughs> and um, I mean Super Smash Bros. too, but. and and uh, Mario Kart. But, <laughs> I said um, like just what? just an actual like Mario game that I've played on my own. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I think I played uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers three. Okay. Um, like last year, or the year before. Something like that. It was one of the games that was available on uh, Nintendo to just play. Oh, gotcha. So I needed something on the Switch, so I just got it and fucked around with it for a little bit. Yeah, hey man, makes sense. Okay. No, just... they're 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 like revolutionary, like super important platformers, like yeah. to the industry and stuff. It's just like, mm, you know, I, yeah. I feel hey. like I've played a lot of it before. Yeah, hey man, totally fair. Um, but something we don't see a lot is a game directed around Peach, and we do have a Peach game slated to come out next year i thought it was kind of odd we don't have a name yet but whatever um it is going to be fully a peach uh, i guess experience you play as her i don't know necessarily what you're going to be doing um justin what are your hopes for this what do you what do you think on it i hope people play it um i don't care what it is bad or good i hope people play it for the sake of them giving her more games that's right um there's a reason she hasn't had her own game since um, her one on the DS. And the one on the DS was creative. It was fun. It was it was a good game. Uh, but no one played it. The, I don't know <laughs> if it's because it was Peach. I don't know if, you know, because gamer boy audiences thought it was for girls or and, yeah. you know, girls weren't playing it. I don't I don't know. It, it was it was fun and it's it was really creative. It, it revolved around her emotions. Maybe hell, who knows? Maybe that's why people didn't play it um <laughs> but i hope 
to God people play this one because it's been years since that and they're yes. just now trying it again. Um, so yet alone, you know, if she if she shits the bed a second time, they just might never let her back out of that closet. And then we'll never get a Daisy game. I, exactly. <laughs> I knew exactly where your mind was. Uh, Ernest, what do you think about it? Or what do you think of the announcement, rather? Um, I'm really interested to see like what the mechanic is going to be here. Like what yeah. kind of game it's going to be and what you're going to be able to do. Because one of the things that they do with this franchise is like switch it up a good bit. Yeah. Um, what I can say, like, because we have like, you know, those classic Mario platformers, like one that we'll be talking about in the near future. Yeah. But um, they they do uh, put out a very diverse cast of games for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I think going innovative would be the way to go, like with this to get people on board and play it, like Justin is talking about. Yeah. Um, but again, like Peach is probably more popular than ever once again like because movie. of the movie because That's of the fair. song yeah. um and because of like her like kick-ass attitude that they give her like within that movie and stuff like motherfuckers eating that shit up bro so now again definitely the time to capitalize on that um i think that they do end up my money is on they do end up going some sort of like innovative way and give us some sort of game that um we haven't necessarily seen before um not, if it's not gonna be a mario clone up, yeah. yeah if it does end up just being a clone in that like 2d side scroller type situation or even like a like a mario world type mm-hmm. thing um I, I think i end up a little bit disappointed from okay. that but i think that's fair um i think i do think it is going to be a fine line with that, like what you both said um because a mario game a game in the Mario universe, not Senator on Mario, is a risk. Um, and Peach, I, I think this is them te- like treading the waters of being like, how 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 much do people actually like her? Um, I'm right there with you, Justin. I, I hope this does great. I plan to get it when it comes out. I'm very curious to see what they do with it. Um, have, been, hmm? have either of you uh, looked at or played? Super Princess Peach? No. The DS one? I, I have not. I didn't even know it existed. Did you know of its existence? Nope. Uh, not another part of the problem. I, uh, I think I've seen like an old uh, like pixel screenshot where she's like sitting in a flower looking sad or something like that. Uh, can't speak to that. Um, okay. But but to, to kind of speak to what you were saying earlier, you hope it's not just like a Mario side scroller. Um, mm-hmm. Super Princess Peach was. Uh, it was a Mario side scroller, but it utilized the bottom half of the, of the DS to power up Peach in different ways. You click on different emotions, and that like overtakes her. So if you need to like you know break through a bunch of blocks, you can make her angry, and she just goes. <laughs> um, uh, what happens when need... she gets sad? Oh, that's she I'm cries. She cries, and it was a, it was a puzzle element to you know fill some places with water or. That's cool. Something. That's a cool way to do it. Um, yeah, but other than that, it, it was a, a pixelated side scroller. Hmm. Um, so don't get your hopes too high up, um, because there's a good chance it might still just be that. Not maybe I mean, not pixelated, but a side scroller. If it is, it is. But I obviously they won't have the two screens to do things with here. But um, whatever they do, do give us, I'm very curious about. Obviously, they're trying to keep it pretty close to the chest, not even giving us a name. Um, it's gonna be Peach Tears of the Kingdom. I'm calling it right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need but, a gladiator. You have her dress. Uh, hey, it's there it's canon. Go. It's 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 yeah. part of the mythos. Um, 
but we're not done talking about Mario here. Well, I guess we are. It's the Mario universe, though. Um, a franchise very near and dear to my heart in the Mario fran- in Mario world is Luigi's Mansion, and they are. I, I think it's just a port, unless it's a full HD remaster of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which was on the it's 3DS. Remastered. Is it a it's, remaster? Okay. It's, I, I think their specific verbiage was an upscaling. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of like an HD thing. Um, yeah. But hey, um, it's going to be able to go to, because I know not a ton of people got their hands on it when it was just on the 3DS. I managed to. Um, I think it is... Uh, quite a fun game and i'm stoked to see other people get the chance to play it uh justin did you ever play it or and do you play it i did not um and i love luigi's mansion yeah and so not playing it on the 3ds and i think i think the major deterrent was i just didn't want to play it on a handheld that's fair it, it you know some some larger games it just doesn't make sense to play on a strict handheld that's true device you know like why would you buy a switch light when you just buy a switch um, <laughs> i didn't see that coming that. so uh but no i missed <laughs> it not? i missed it because i didn't want to play on a 3ds and that made me really sad and actually it, it kind of killed luigi's mansion 3 for me it's like well i missed dark moon um so i'm glad that it's getting its upscaling because now i have a chance to go back and play it and maybe it'll revitalize my flame to go back and play three um, okay, I didn't know you did because I love Luigi's Mansion. I just show. I was always bummed about missing out on two, and it just kind of made three have a more of a bitter taste. That's fair. I will say the big thing that you get going from two to three is that's where you meet Poochie. Yeah, little doggy, little little ghost, little dead dog. Um, Ernest, what do you what are your thoughts on Luigi's Mansion, the franchise in general? Uh, the closest I've ever got to one of those games is the stage on Smash Bros. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I know nothing of it. Um, I just know that I just know that I just know that people love it. It's great. Um, and that game but just a, glowed in the dark, Ernest. I want you to know that it glowed in the fucking dark. There's a story element to it though. Mm-hmm. Like is that what it leans on? Most? Mario's been kidnapped. Oh, well, if we're talking about mm-hmm. the first Luigi's Mansion specifically, Mario was kidnapped by King Boo. Um, Luigi's found in this position where he's gonna have to be the main guy to actually save his brother instead of being the damsel himself. Oh, I dig it, man. Yeah. What, um, what better way to test the universe's biggest coward but buy a whole ha- ass haunted mansion? That Louis- Luigi's Mansion, <laughs> the first one, is still my favorite because it's yeah, oh, it's man, great. it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I want them yeah. to port that to Switch. Come on. Oh. No, I, ne- I never got the chance to get any hands on, but oh. um, but I see the hype around the remaster, and yeah, so I'm happy. And you're talking it, so. about like wanting like don't when you have a different character that's not Mario, you don't want to copy just make it a mario clone furthest thing for like it's like com- definitely completely its own thing um luigi's it plays mansion. more like a ghostbusters game than absolutely absolutely and the fact that luigi one of my favorite things in luigi's mansion anytime you like unlocked a door um the camera would zoom in on just like you his shaky little hand putting the key in the keyhole turning it <laughs> and you just hear the creaks of the house as he turns it He's like, ah, it's so good mario it's so good it's so ah, i want to play right now um it's so good. And like the fact that I love GameCube discs, I still do. They're so small and weird. Um, <laughs> and it's green and it, it glows in the dark. And I still think that's such a fucking cool thing. Um, cartridges be damned. But very excited to see this come to um, Switch. I, I, I hope a lot of more people get the chance to jump on it. But another thing coming to Switch, um, I'm curious what y'all think of this, the, the potential for this to like perform well on the Switch. So we're all Batman fans here. The Batman oh, God. trilogy. <laughs> oh god. It's <laughs> coming to Nintendo Switch. And 
before anyone asks, this is not cloud. This is a, it's going to be a physical release. All three Arkham games. I mean, there's it's a lot no, of content. It's a lot of good stuff. But there's no way all three are going to be on one cartridge. At least one of them is going to oh, be yeah. a digital download. Oh, maybe for sure. But um, but uh, the big thing is, I I don't imagine Arkham Asylum is going to be a huge deal. But from there, the game does just get bigger, and you go into these huge open worlds. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it performs. But Justin, what do you think about this coming to Switch? Man, this looked bad in the trailer i don't want to see it like <laughs> actually running um yeah. it did not look great at all and yeah. again like i said there's no way all three of these games are going on one cartridge i i honestly would bet money that two of them are going to be cloud downloads and only one of them the, the first one probably for being the smallest will be on yeah. the cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. um i i guess man there's just if you're gonna <laughs> play this trilogy there's so many better and cheaper ways to do it. That's true. Um, regularly, you can buy this trilogy with all the DLC for like ten dollars on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. And like, why would you? Why would you pay retail? Even if you're getting all three for the price of like one retail, why would you do it on the Switch? Yeah. Save money, get a better experience, get all the content. And just get it on PlayStation or Xbox. I don't. You, I don't. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I don't know why they did this. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> Nintendo, know why? Uh, uh, Rocksteady. Er- <laughs> they they have not been on a great streak lately. Um, Ernest, what did you think of Batman Arkham Arkham Trilogy coming to Switch? And Chris asked me at the beginning, like, okay, which ones do we want to cut? And we got to this one. He was like, "Do you want to keep Batman?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want to keep Batman." So that I could say all the things that Justin just said. About <laughs> like, why is this <laughs> being ported over? Um, it's really going to go into one of my points uh, towards the end of this um, in that we need to upgrade the hardware. But um, yeah, man, um, the uh, like downgrade on visuals of this, I think one of the main pulls, like especially for the time that the Arkham games came out, was that it, it was some of the prettiest stuff that we were getting at, like, at the time, mm. you know? Um, I don't, I'm not sure how it's going to play on a Switch, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be yeah, super yeah. interesting to see how it goes. Have you um, ever seen a, a slideshow? That's what it's going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, and I feel like with, with the power of the console that they're putting this on, it is going to be super interesting to see the way that it goes. Um, I think with older games, it's not too much of a problem because a lot of the stuff that we got in this showcase that we're not talking about is also like ports of older games. But um, I don't, yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see like how this runs. Um, did they ever get Harry Potter? Did they ever get Hogwarts? No, it comes out the summer later. Uh, this summer yeah. i think it's supposed to come out in september char is the only reason i know yeah there's just <laughs> a lot of question marks on this one man. yeah yeah but somehow final fantasy crisis core made its way out there that that takes far less than what these arkham games oh no i know no i was more, i was more <laughs> like, along the lines of talking about like how they got that before hogwarts gotcha 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 okay <laughs> With, without i was delay. like don't don't you there be like yeah, it yeah, can yeah, run no, crisis no, no. core it can run no, no 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 absolutely not i i also um i only know this because I, I worked at a video store for so long i know i know arkham asylum was on the wii u mm-hmm. um so that's a big reason why i'm like i think it'll be fine on the switch but yeah the it rest actually, of it I it actually know. wasn't the full version 
I didn't know that. What do you mean it wasn't? What it was? It, it was. It was. It was. It was. No, it wasn't a demo. It was a specific version of the game that cut a lot of content, but wow. also added some exclusive content to utilize the Wii U pad. Okay. Um, it it itself is its own. Wow. Game like you you I, you probably don't want to consider it Arkham City. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I didn't know it was like that. Um. But uh, let's move right along little more of a positive note at least for me um i've only played one of these but i do love dragon quest um from the one i played which is the most recent one but i'm hoping I, with new ones coming out i do want to dive into the franchise more and here we have drag um dragon quest monsters the dark prince and it's very much like dragon quest pokemon <laughs> like you have monsters battling monsters all that good yeah, stuff like monster rancher type situation Oh man, deep cut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mochi. Um, but uh I I think this looks great. Um, I I don't know if it's gonna be for everybody. I know the Dragon Quest community has just been wanting something. Um, they did announce Dragon Quest 13 like two years ago with just a logo, and we haven't heard anything updated on that. So this is something. And at the end of the trailer, you see the hero show up from Dragon Quest VIII, which is supposedly a big deal. Um, but Justin, what do you think of Dragon Quest Monsters? Uh, it's all right. I mean, Dragon Quest is one of those franchises that, like, because of its history, it 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 kind of just has this self earned like respect that goes along with the name. Even if you're not a fan of it, like you're like, oh, it's Dragon Quest. Cool. I know that's for somebody. I know there's an audience for that. Um, I know people have kept this franchise alive and any any content they get is cool beans for them man it's it's not for me I tried Dragon Quest but to people who it is for it's just it's just them getting more shit um, yeah. which is fine it, it looks okay <laughs> it's, 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 it's Dragon Quest Pokemon you know yeah, it's, yeah. I imagine for people who like Dragon Quest that's pretty cool um but it's especially if you also a, like pokemon yeah exactly um but beyond that it's like you know watching watching somebody else get a new toy it's like okay i don't care but it's cool <laughs> for you if anyone was curious justin was raised an only child um ernest what did you think <laughs> of dragon quest monsters <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna need that soundbite so um <laughs> so uh i think it looks really cool man um i i love that we're getting because there was a game announced uh, recently with um, <laughs> it was like Pokemon with guns. What was it called, man? Oh, oh god, I can't remember it. It was in the PlayStation one. I want to say that shit looks dope, bro. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> it looks dope. No, it does. And like, it yes, ridiculous. it does. And uh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous in the best way. <laughs> and um, like, I I love that we're getting different flavors of this stuff, like yeah. that aren't like cheap mobile game knockoffs. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because like Pokemon has always been cool. I've always been a fan. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, like at at some point it doesn't feel like they're really giving us too much new with it. Like, oh, you could ride this one like a motorcycle. Like, oh, okay, cool. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I I like that we're getting like twists on this. The mm -hmm. the re one of the reasons that I became a Digimon uh, fan when I was a kid, like essentially was because it was just that like different flavor you know yeah. so even if it's taken up till now to get like some legitimate um you know different pokemon flavors i yeah. guess 
um, I'm glad that it's happening. And I'm glad that we're seeing this from like different worlds, especially ones with such deep lore. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest definitely has a ton of lore. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I don't know if it's going to be a day one buy for me, but I'm I'm very interested. Um, but moving on to something that I don't think anyone here is very interested in. Definitely um, not. Yeah. So Pikmin has a new game coming out. Oh my <laughs> god! How dare you? I will Pik- smite you in your sleep. We please. got a good bit of Pikmin for information. Um, and honestly, it looks amazing. It, it looks great. I think the the dog looks very interesting, and it looks like more of um. You can use the dog for a lot more than I expected. Uh, we got a new Pikmin introduced here. Um, you're able to explore at night when in past games, I believe you just would for die. First time in the franchise. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't die. You just you, you have to go. You story wise, you have to go to space to survive, but there's no choice to not go to space. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, it's that's the fear of t- being timed, man. I always thought I had to go. <laughs> I was like, I got to get going. Um, is it not a thing that if you leave your Pikmin out, they'll die? The Pikmin, yes, okay. but like you cannot die gotcha, from gotcha. being Makes out sense. too late. Like this, the like well, even that, if you're so, even if you're like not by your spaceship, the, uh-huh. it'll it'll trigger a cutscene that's like you running into your spaceship. Uh-huh. Um, but everything, any Pikmin that weren't by the ship will die. Man, just knowing Ashley that would change very my playstyle probably. Um, <laughs> but uh, wow. But now, and who's to say you can't die now? Because you find little space guys around um when you're exploring uh justin as the big pikmin guy here what do you think of everything that they announced at pikmin 4 it's great um and there's a lot to it that like i don't see any bad takeaways yet yeah um the glow pikmin are really cute you can make a fucking awesome. spirit bomb out of them yeah, yeah. Uh, and throw them at people they're really cool um and the fact that you get to design your own captain this time around is is really neat like there's uh, there's only been good jumps forward yeah uh and that's great um being out of night that's great glow pikmin that's great there i believe there's an ice pikmin now as well um that you can get during the daytime for the first time ever uh the dog's cool honestly i wasn't sold on the dog when they announced it but the more that we've seen from it the more it's kind of like okay yeah yeah yeah, i like it um and i believe his name is yeah and it seems like the only Pikmin we're missing that we haven't seen yet is our uh, glass Pikmin. Um, but other than that, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> getting getting ice and little Pikmin as two new Pick Boys is fantastic and welcome additions. Uh, it's nice to see that the white Pikmin are back instead of being replaced by the pink ones like they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think? it's going to be an upsetting thing for those Pikmin not being included. The glass Pikmin specifically, since um, from what my understanding, they are so fragile. Yes. Yes, it will be. It'll be devastating. I got a drum guy. (laughs) But yeah, Um, no, it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. And the fact that they released one and two digitally the same day as direct was awesome. Mm -hmm. People who never got to play them. Um, I know they're getting a physical version of of one and two on like yeah. it's supposed to be on one cartridge i i don't i don't really have much faith when it comes to nintendo and how many games <laughs> they can put in a cartridge at this okay point. well I mean, we have to be skeptical of, but I they, get it. I they've get done it. a whole physical releases where you buy the box and it's just a code for the download yeah um yeah. so they did it to themselves 
Um, <laughs> but it's it, it's it's really exciting. It's a really good time to be a Dickman fan. It is. It is. For them Apparently, that's what Starfield is doing as well. The what? Oh, the you're talking about the so the physical oh, they're, they're releasing a new. box that has a code. Yeah. yeah. So it's dumb. I hate yeah. when people do that shit. It's weird. Horizon did it too with their collector's edition. Yep. Mm-hmm. God of God of God of War. It's it's definitely a, a trend lately. Um, yeah. but Ernest, what do you think of Pikmin Four? Um, it looks cool. It looks cool for my friends that like Pikmin. Um, <laughs> I do like that they showed. Uh, it, it looks like they've added some sort of like PvP type mode to it as well, mm. which um, seems to be bringing in a uh, a new aspect to the game as well. Yeah. So like with every new installment you know like I, I talked about it with final fantasy and stuff like innovation is like something that all these franchises should be striving for it yeah. sounds like they're doing a really good job with pikmin yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the first uh, two are so bad no one thought they would get to four what were you gonna say justin how how dare you i'm just uh, kidding fun fact uh pikmin 2 had multiplayer oh um, really yeah it just was on the game i mean I'm, not very well utilized so gotcha gotcha well, I yeah, imagine this will be better dissing, than that. I'm just saying it's it's good. Well, yeah, it just it, I'm just I'm just letting you know the multiplayer to Pikmin isn't isn't new. Um, okay. it, it, you hit it me skips. with how dare you? I, I, no, I no, no, no. I hit Chris which which flavor of how dare you? He hit no, me with no, how dare you because I said yeah. one and two were bad. Yeah. Oh, dad, how dare you, Chris? Too yeah, late, fuck you, Chris. Yeah, sorry, dad left. Oh man, goddamn! Um, well, the next thing I was going to bring up was that one and two are getting an HD um, port, and you kind of already touched on that, so I'll move right along here. Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume One is coming to Switch, but the bigger thing here is we actually got a release date. So the Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume One is coming out October twenty fourth. It is coming with a bunch of digital goodies, art book, concept art, store like um, a booklet on how like the lore as well as like the making of and they they're just putting a lot in here i do wish like a lot of these were like physical goodies and maybe in time um because I, I love i miss having those little little game little books that you bought whenever you bought your fucking game yeah but man. um yeah but a digital hey it's something it, it is it is something and i love metal gear solid um Definitely understand why Justin wouldn't want to be because when you were talking about the cutscenes for Final Fantasy, it is a thing in Metal Gear. You'll you'll play for like 30 minutes and then have like a 20 minute cutscene. <laughs> then you'll play for another like little bit and then like an even longer cutscene to play. Um but I'm very much looking forward to this. Um Justin, what are your thoughts on Metal Gear? I don't have any. That's fair. And I'm, I'm the wrong audience for this. <laughs> That's completely fair. Um, uh, Ernest. We pull the old switcheroo from Pikmin. Um, <laughs> where Justin's <laughs> like, I have all this stuff. I think it's great that they're bringing this stuff to Nintendo. Um, I think that the more chances that people will have to get their hands on these original games, the better. And I bet they play you well know? on the Switch. Um, I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that they do. And, um, you know, I was even thinking like the first one, would it even be an easy one to play on a handheld? Yeah. Um, even though it is that over-the-top view, like it yeah. is um, not so akin to, you know, those very, very early ones, which they did show brief shots of as well, that they're going to be making like the the Metal Gear, like before Metal Gear Solid yeah. um, games available, um, I think is also awesome. 
Um, but you know, the big three here, um, them putting these out and just letting people that haven't that have wanted to get their hands on them for so long get their hands on them like regardless of what console you have um is great uh-huh. and then um for new people to be able to get their hands on it as well that are like if you are listening to this and you haven't played the metal gear solid games before fucking now's your chance man and they're i don't think you'd regret it they're they're all really really great he's looking and, at you justin um, <laughs> so yikes for me, dog. Yikes, yikes! Yeah. And I realize it's a bad take. Like I know they're good games. I just don't want to. Hey, man, that's fine. Yeah, that's cru- that's that no, is yeah, the, the people. Yeah. The people can crucify me until <laughs> until they're satisfied. I don't care. I don't want to. Play I, okay. That's that's me with Mario games right now. So I totally feel you. And Kingdom Hearts. It's all fair. All fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But moving right along, franchise I haven't touched, um, and it's being introduced in a style that I know Justin has said before that he is completely over. So Star Ocean Second Story R, um, HD 2D remake of a <sighs> game. <laughs> there it is. Um, I love the HD 2D look, and I think this looks pretty cool. I don't have any experience with the star ocean franchise i didn't realize there were like more than two um yeah just not <laughs> not where i just wasn't around me when i grew up i guess it's quite a few yeah, yeah. now I'm, I'm learning i'm learning um but justin because you sounded really eager what did you think of star ocean <laughs> i'm not i'm not really eager and i don't truthfully have any thoughts i never touched the franchise it's okay um for a second and I, I, it happens pretty regularly where I get Star Ocean confused with Fantasy Star like online. Oh, um, I get that. Because because yeah. I had friends who played Fantasy Star, um, and every time I hear Star Ocean, I I think Fantasy Star, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I I kind of know, I don't I know nothing about Star. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm tired of this fucking art style, man. It's like, <laughs> it it it's like just one of those where it it was big for a little bit. Like like white girls getting feathers tattooed that turn into birds. Oh my god! What a... It's like, and now it's just like, <laughs> all right. I know, I know what era you came from now. Oh my yeah. god! Um, wow, wow. Okay, uh, Ernest, as the only person who's even touched one of these, what do you think of it? I love it. I love it so much. Um, and then especially because these are the types of Switch games that I would actually put hands on. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, we got a good taste of it uh, that, like we've said before, like with Live Alive, uh-huh. um, with that 2D on. Live Alive um, so good. Yeah, man. Yeah, it fucking is. <laughs> oh, so good. I think, does Ashley still have your copy? I think she does. I think she does as well. Also, uh, to go to go back, because I am equal opportunity. It's also the equivalent of like a white a white military guy getting fucking a wolf tattooed on his <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's just i know some of those yeah exactly see it, it's yeah. it's it was big for like two years and now a bunch of people from those two years have them and it's died and it should stay dead everybody in the navy has fucking anchor tattoos and it's the most cliche shit of all time but yeah. um fucking <laughs> the star ocean that i got hands on i couldn't tell you what number it was but it was a fantastic experience that I will never fucking forget. Like actually sitting there. And you forgot part the of it, like, but yeah, go on. Yeah, <laughs> no, the whole no. name. 
no man like the actual like the act of playing the game like i i was in my aunt's trailer left up at her ranch for like two days so that i could like cut all her grass and on the second day the fucking lawnmower broke like the riding Uh, lawnmower so i was just stuck up there like and i had took my ps2 and a star ocean game with me and it was fan but it was a great time dude that's awesome it was a great time um and I, I remember getting very into the story. I couldn't tell you shit about it now because it yeah. was a while back. Uh, definitely like high school years, you know? Yeah. Um, I graduated 07, so you do the fucking math. But um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an experience that I'll always keep with me. So I know the potential for a good game is definitely there. Um, and I mean, with them doing, but, but yeah, man, with that, the the way the pixels play on those backdrops to me is fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like I I think it's wonderful that they're doing these types of games and like reinvigorating these games that might be difficult for um you know somebody new to a franchise or something like that to yeah. be able to go out and play because of the graphics. That's good. Um so yeah, these updated looks I, I love them for sure. I, I'm right there with you um that actually makes me want to ask justin this question so i'm guessing justin you have no interest in the pixel remasters of final fantasy one through seven well one through six yeah all right right. i'm getting so we only have a couple more things to go over here i'm like what did justin want to make sure we talk about (laughs) yeah i'm wondering so going into the next thing, something I was very excited for, because um, we haven't had one of these in forever, WarioWare Move It. Ah, yes. It's coming out November 3rd. Um, WarioWare is just that the, the most... No, it's not. not the one. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Then I guarantee we might not have the one on here. <laughs> damn. Because damn. I assume you remember what the show closer is. Yes, I know what the show closes. That's the next thing I have on here. Wow, so, then you uh, did take it off. How so dare let's you? go over this I and then I'll throw it to my... you, bud. I can't wait to hear face. what it is, dude. I can't wait you to hear it. You Oh, God. He's, you're even laughing at it because you know it's got whatever. We're going to get into yeah. it in a minute. But WarioWare is so fun and like really weird in like the best possible way. I can't wait to have this in like a modern console setting and like to play it with everybody it's going to be really fun um justin what did you think of what they showed i as well am crazy excited for this warrior warrior where is one of the best franchises nintendo has that they just don't really any give like give the proper amount of love to yeah. um the me and ashley both were really excited for the last warrior where that came out on the switch only oh, for it to, right. only for it to like be bad um in the sense that like there wasn't the traditional like party mode to play with friends um it advertised as being like multiplayer but was not online multiplayer um and we it was when we were long distance and so we were really looking forward to having it to play together and we found we just couldn't um and the mini games were like you can only play them in clusters of 20 instead of being able to like play the whole pool at a time um and it, it just it wasn't fun yeah. And that's what WarioWare is, is fun. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's the only rhyme or reason to a whole fucking game is to just have fun. Uh, I remember growing up with uh, WarioWare Shake It? Move yeah. It? The yeah, one yeah. on the Wii. The one on the Wii. Yeah. Um, and man, 
me and my cousin would stay up until fucking like five in the morning just playing that fucking game. Just it's fucking fun, all, man. So many mini games, so much variety, and it's just nonstop fast paced action. It's fun, um, especially when you're playing it with somebody else. So I'm really excited for this one. It looks really good. I know that they did show that again, it has a multiplayer, but I'm a bit weary since the last one also had multiplayer. It was just bad multiplayer. Um, so I, I really hope that they calibrated on this one and brought it back to what it was. I, at the very least, I hope it has couch co-op so we can just go somewhere and play it. That'd be, that'd be enough for me. Um, but, uh, Ernest, do you have any experience with past warrior games and what'd you think of what they showed? No, I've only seen them from afar and like, um, I get the idea. It does seem like a, like a good time, especially like in a party setting. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know if it's something that I would sit and just uh, play by myself. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's good that they're coming out with another one. Because again, like with this franchise, like I was saying, you do get such diversity in all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of it's the so prime weird. examples. Cause, <laughs> it's I so mean, good. <laughs> like, I think the closest thing you get to that is like, like Mario Party, but that's so much more spread out and yeah. um, just a small aspect to that game. Um, but with them like really focusing in on like the fast games and them having like 200 of them, it just uh-huh. sounds so plentiful and like yeah. it'll keep somebody there for a long time. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's great that they're coming out with another one, but hopefully like Justin said, cause my main memory of the last one was Justin and Schley not being able to play together. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, you, you said that's when she was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we were on another game at the same time that we were all playing together. Um, I couldn't tell you which one it was, but you were getting off to play WarioWare, and I remember it not working out the way it was, and I was like, oh, damn, I guess we're going to have to get back on Overwatch or whatever it was, you know? Um, So, but I hope it works out for y'all this time, at the very least. Whoever Ashley is, y'all keep bringing it up. Um, But here is something I didn't expect tonight. I'm so excited to see what Justin's offering is. Oh man, Justin and I Garrett. gotta tell you, you you have no fucking taste for taking <laughs> yeah, either Chris. for taking this <laughs> yeah, off. Chris. No, no, no. Because I assume Chris asked you about each I one. He took we, off the list. And we did this together. Uh, it might have been the one that I told him to keep, and he said no. So oh, you let's see. I never. I didn't say no to anything. How can you do this to my girl Penny when she's about to have her big break? Uh, see, I told you, Chris. Breakaway. Oh my God. This game has Sonic running through its fucking blood. The people who are making this game are the people who made Sonic Mania, which, if I need to remind you, revitalized the fucking franchise because it was made by fans for fans, but published through Sega. Um, Penny's Big Break has every telltale sign of a good Sonic game. In a three in a in a three D platform style, uh-huh. and it has the talent to back it the fuck up. Um, after Sonic Mania, uh, Sega was going to be offering uh, the studio who are making this game to uh, to to have another full three D Sonic project. Yeah, um, that eventually fell through, and so mm. what their game was turned into Penny's Big Breakaway. Oh. Um, and the and the people who did who did get the project after it fell through is making Sonic Superstars. So uh, we get, you know, the best of both worlds. Um, but man, the studio is, is Evening Star. The studio making this game, um, they are hardcore Sonic fans. And they know yeah. what makes Sonic fun because I, I, don't, I don't put it lightly when I say Sonic Mania is what's 
saved modern day Sonic. Um, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It's because of the the ta- not just the talent but the effort that went into making it, and yeah. that's that's who is making this game. And I'm really looking forward to it. And it's not just on Switch; it's it's all consoles. Okay. Um, so, do you know I'm, if it's coming out this year? I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, Chris. Yeah, that definitely doesn't wasn't something he brought up, and I said no to. Um, but uh, I will say, had I known the background there, <laughs> I would I would definitely not have removed it. Um, it just looks so shit. I'm just kidding. I'm just. Kidding. How dare you? Um, I just I was like, we're good. We have Sonic on there. <laughs> but no, that sounds awesome. And you're absolutely right. Sonic is an important franchise. That team saved that important franchise. And the fact that they're making something else um, that started out as a Sonic project, but then they had to morph it into something completely original. That all sounds awesome. That all sounds like something to look forward to. And that's very cool. Um, so I am grateful that you brought it up here today. And I, I love that it came up at the end because each one of these, I was like, is it this, is it this? It'd be really nope. weird if it was Arkham, the Arkham trilogy. Uh, <laughs> um, but going into the final announcement of the directs. So I said, we had an episode going over what we would love to see announced just during the summer season. Showcases abound. Um, one of the things I brought up was I, we've been the last Mario full Mario game we got without, including like the the collection of ports that they released was uh, Mario Odyssey and M- Mario Odyssey is a great game, but we haven't had like a new Mario game in so long. And now at this showcase, they announced we're getting that Mario RPG coming out this year. And then we're getting a new side scroller, Mario, a super Mario brothers wonder, which is also coming out this year. Um, I think it looks awesome. We got a glimpse of elephant Mario, which is definitely, <laughs> definitely something that's going to be, meme to death i'm sure um but it looks like everything you'd want from that good old traditional side scroller platforming goodness and mixed with some new things um the wonder aspect you could say uh justin what'd you think of super mario brothers wonder um of course we're really 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 overdue for a traditional side scrolling mario a, a 2d mario yeah um and this this game's already perfect because daisy's a playable character yep so yep, yep. you don't really need to try too hard past that <laughs> i mean honestly you could have just pixelated the whole fucking thing called it a day in one <laughs> um uh-huh. but it it looks really fun and not just for like the new creative level design that we've seen between the, the wonder flowers yeah. and Know, the the acid trips that they make Mario go on, mm-hmm. um, but the new power ups, you know, the obvious one being the new the new elephant one. Yeah. But at other times, you saw glimpses of like Mario turning into a uh, like a spike ball and like yeah. rolling through you know through bricks. Um, so it looks like they definitely aren't half assing it, which is great. You know, there are a, a plethora of fresh ideas um, in the trailer alone. So hopefully, you know, it's not one of those things where like they put everything in the trailer and then nothing in the game is going to feel like new or, or exciting. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's not the case, but it, it looks really good. I'm really excited for it. Um, and yeah. That's okay. It. Ernest. So I really appreciate them embracing psychedelics at the, like the way they are in this game. Um, <laughs> that shit looks trippy as fuck, son. Um, the whole elephant thing, I was not ready for it at all. <laughs> I was just, 
I, I, I still don't know what to make of that. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some cool mechanic behind it or something. But um, really threw me off. Um, but like you, like you said before, um, this this is the time for all the Mario stuff to be put out because people are fucking eating this shit up, you know? Yeah, yep. Um. So, yeah, yeah. I figured it was only going to be a matter of time. It's great that they're announcing it now. And um, finally putting something forth like that um again it's i i know that it's gonna have like a couple new mechanics right there and like what i said i'm looking for in franchises is like innovative type stuff yeah um i I feel like they're moving in the right direction here and keeping it fresh um Mm -hmm. because even the way it looks it's it's really pretty it's really well done like Mm -hmm. it still looks 3d from one side to make it 2d you know what i mean um but they still have like that that roundness to them as well um so yeah it it looks really well put together i'm sure the people that get hands on this are going to enjoy it a lot absolutely um i for one am very much looking forward to this uh i'm a little more excited for mario rpg just because it's something i've always wanted to touch and now's my chance um but they they both have me wanting to wanting to hop on them but that is all of the announcements we have that we're going over from the direct um justin did you have anything else you wanted to go over before we hopped out of here um i want to reiterate everyone owes final fantasy 13 an apology <laughs> and that you no, lack any kind of taste for cutting pennies big break so hold on <laughs> hold on and, uh, and what i'm saying hold on to is Ernest. Ernest, did you play 13 yeah and you beat it no i didn't beat it okay then i mean just leave him alone i didn't <laughs> like it <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> That's why I was like, no. Ugh. And this yeah, three snows, yeah, snow's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Snow's snow's not great, but every Final Fantasy has one not great character. All right. Cloud. So yeah. Yeah, some, <laughs> some some stupid lady named Aerith. <laughs> why why y'all just going after seven right now? Um but I Five. I didn't make Final Fantasy, you know this, right? Like, no, I'm no one said you did. Man. But <laughs> you're there's, not gonna so, hurt me, there's so many mechanics introduced in 13 that like are why they were the gambles that they made that people didn't like that are why we are where we are now. Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> but one thing I want to say about Nintendo before we get going is... Um, they really need to announce that hardware, man. I'm going to say it every time that we fucking talk about Nintendo. Like, <laughs> drop a new fucking system. Give us something new. Because, like, to the point where, like, your ports, the, the stuff that you're porting over, we're like, is that going to work on this system? You know? <laughs> like, I'm still very wary about um, how Hogwarts is going to do on here. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not a port, we, They They need... Yeah, I know. Um, they, they really need... They, they need to put out some new hardware real bad. And the next time that we talk about Nintendo, if they don't announce it, then I'm going to say the same thing. Um, but I will say they don't need to do anything when it comes out. Though, God, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, All right, bud. Okay. I'm sorry, buddy. Oof. My bad. The, the, hold, the, so hold on. That, to echo on what Chris said, not to uh, reiterate what he said. Um, yeah. But... The, the Switch is still doing gangbusters. 
and there's no reason to shoot yourself in the foot and be your own competition by releasing new hardware when it's still doing game busted. Mario 8, um, Mario Mario um, Kart 8 is still getting DLC. Getting DLC. <laughs> yeah. We're, no, yeah. We're, and I'm not saying that they're not pumping out content because uh, we definitely have like a lot of new announcements here. I just think that is very much the time to get new hardware, especially because, like if you're going to be porting over games that usually that perform, you know, well on, you know, your other consoles like PlayStation and Xbox and stuff. Like if you're going to be bringing stuff like that over, like give us a piece of hardware that can definitely support but, that. But that's the thing is that's not what Nintendo's ever cared about. And that's not what they care about. They, they sure. only care about their intellectual properties. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Wii U failed um, is because they, they will die in their own grave only caring about their own intellectual properties because that's, that's their money um they don't care about ports they don't care about third party titles they're definitely um, old they, and stuck they, in their old ways they've had a weird they've had a weird hard on for indies this generation i'll give you that that's true um but they beyond that they they don't care they 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 want mario and zelda machines they don't care and about I'm, being able to play arkham or hogwarts they it's that's again the whole reason the wii u failed is because they did not care about any about anybody else being able to put their games on it. Yeah. And again, the next time that we talk about Nintendo, I'm still going to be saying the same thing. Like we, they, it's, it's I think a, it's very much time for them to release some hardware. But they're not going to do it this year. Like, I would love for. Them. Oh no! Yeah, no. You know what, um, Ernest? But, they uh, did release it, new hard. They they released new hardware last year. You just didn't buy it. The OLED. The yeah. OLED. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, nah. <laughs> so I, you know, the but, next time we talk about Nintendo, I'm gonna say you need to buy some Nintendo hardware. No, <laughs> no, but like something aside from the Switch, um, especially because that gives me a perfect excuse to like drop some money on a new console. You know what I mean? When it comes to the new console situation, they, I, they, they're gonna do it. Like we've said before, Switch isn't gonna be the end of it. Uh, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just the. the you definitely seem a little more hostile bringing it up today. I, I, I think that that's at least what I'm taking it as. Um, that I'm just like, I mean, they're going to do it when they do it, man. And when they do it, it's going to be gangbusters. They're going to be fine. It's- well, hold, hold on. Hold on. On that note, there is no guarantee it's going to be gangbusters. And funny enough, I know this, this conversation's kind of segued a little bit, but I want to keep it going. I mean, it's fine. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want them to release new hardware specifically because of the, the risks that that means with Nintendo. Yeah. Um, it could be really bad. <laughs> there's, I, there's, how do you follow they, up something like the Switch? I don't know. Well, not just that, but like they, Nintendo has, they've gone on record and say that like they don't want to release new hardware unless it changes the game. Um, Which and makes that's, sense. They, they always do something from, vastly from different. GameCube from to console. Wii to yeah. Wii to Wii U to Wii U yeah. to Switch. Like everything is such a vast like difference in what was done before or what has been done before and it doesn't always work out sometimes it's really not fun <laughs> Wii U um it's sometimes it's just bad and that's why I don't want them to release new hardware but also you're listing one example and, and it's like the only example no the GameCube, right. the GameCube didn't do gangbusters but the GameCube was but, great. Well, hold on. Okay. Okay. So to re to reify, what I mean is whether maybe it didn't sell well, but it's still not a bad console. The next console is going to run on water and you're going to have to fill the tank every 24 <laughs> hours. Okay. But you can buy a Nintendo licensed fish to go in it. So 
um, but I imagine there's no way they haven't been working on it. And um, there has been information that has been put out there saying that it's going to be focused around having a Nintendo account, which it's sounds like called a, the, Nin, the Nintendo Aquarium. <laughs> and it sounds like it would be like when you buy something, like when you bought stuff on PlayStation 4, it saved to your library and you could access it on your PS5. Um, which I think is the way to go because I definitely lost a good bit going from Wii to Wii U to Switch. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we're going to see what they bring. Uh, I assume if they're going to make an announcement, it would be next year. Um, you, it's really hard to read Nintendo. They're always going to do their own thing. They are grumpy old men that just live and die by their own ways of doing things. And they just happen to have a lot of good IPs and games that come out. And that's why they're successful. Oh, but with that, Justin, thanks for joining us. It was a lot sure. of fun having you on here. I wish you'd like never. the movie enough to come on and talk about it. Amen. Oh. Never ask me, never ask me to come on again. <laughs> I was so excited because this is I the hope. first time you've ever asked to come on the show. I hope you I hope you choke on a grimace shake. Um, oh my god, that because I, I I just really wanted to get my opinions out there about Final Fantasy. I know it's Final Fantasy. It's, and when yeah. we do a full Final Fantasy breakdown, we'll absolutely make sure. sure. And also, I was spot on from our very, for for all of our, uh, our OG fans out there, I was spot on from our episode one prediction of how the combat would work. You were? Um, so Switching in between different abilities and whatnot. Yep, yep. so um, suck on my dick. Uh, <laughs> there was something I brought up that... I have now found, in fact, that I was right, but it is actually not a big thing at all. And I, it, it's, I'm still not going to talk about it till y'all get there. <laughs> but um, there's something in the original trailer that I noticed, and y'all said I didn't. Um, when Hanzo puts on his wolf skin, they become wolves. When he does Stupid. <laughs> but with that, we are going to take a quick break, and then me and Ernest will be back with this week's wrap up. Thank you again, Justin, for hanging out, and I'll. See you later. All right, and we are back going over this week's wrap up where we talk about just things we've been nerding out over, whether it be TV, movies, games books our sons whatever um <laughs> Ernest, what do you got for us this week oh man so um my time with any video games or movies or shows has been pretty limited um in the time leading up to uh my road trip to go get my little baby um i was really just waiting for final fantasy and i found myself floating between like a couple of games i got a little bit more hands-on with like um with uh ghostwire tokyo yeah. um it's it's a good time i like it and i hope that i go back and finish it at some point because my um my focus is definitely on final fantasy right yeah, now. yeah of course um of course. we of course got a little bit more diablo in along the way as well mm-hmm. um because we're working through that together with justin and Schley. we finally got Frank horses <laughs> um and then yeah thursday i got in that demo and oh fuck yeah those horses just make a world of difference for sure they, they do. um but um then i got into that demo and then the next day finally on to final fantasy but the day after i got final fantasy I had to hit the road. Um, so <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, it, it was pretty much 48 hours like of me driving. Um, it's 12 hours to Tuscaloosa and 12 hours back. So really 24. I, 
over 42, 48. It's, um, it's Tuscaloosa. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, it's Tuscaloosa, wow. Alabama. It's that's where whole, the um, it's a whole song. I imagine that. <laughs> that's where the university is at. Uh, okay. The University of Alabama. So, yeah, man. Um, but the drive out there, um, I got to make some really good progress. So on the way out there, um, I had stopped in the middle of a book to pick up that last book of Cradle that I mm-hmm. talked about last week, um, which is still magnificent and my favorite book series. So Cradle series from Will White, if you haven't checked it out or heard me talk about it, go back to a prior episode because it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have a TikTok coming out on that this week, too. Nice. But um, yeah, I went back to his other series. Um, it's kind of like a dual trilogy um, that runs side by side. Um, and the way that this man does intertwining stories is is it's so expertly done yeah. um, for him to be able to tell. Like there's one overarching story and it's told from two different perspectives, pretty much okay. like throughout this double trilogy. Um, so on the way out there, I did finish um, the uh, second one from the shadow side. Um, so that is of. I'm sorry. One second. You're good. Yeah, of darkness and dawn. Okay. Um, and uh, so with our assassin side, I got my second to last one. Switched back over to the sea side. Mm-hmm. Um. And got the last book in that series. Mm. Um, And wow, wow, it's so epically done. And I don't want to spoil anything too much, but there is an appearance from a Cradle character that kind of ties the two universes together. Oh, um, wow. Which was, it it was something that I was wondering all along the way. And Uh to have that confirmed, um, it's a big fucking deal, bro. Like, I had to rewind it like 10 times and make sure (laughs) I was like hearing what I was hearing, man. Um, That I have no more books voiced by Travis Baldry um, to listen to, except for the ones that I already have, is Mm. a fucking bummer. Um, (laughs) Because. Man, this this Travis Baldry has to be one of my favorite voices like in the game. Yeah. Um, his, his diversity in the voices that he uses is just insane. He's he's so fucking talented. Um, but I'm I'm liking the shadow side as well. Um, the assassin side. Um, I appreciate the voice actor there as well, but um Will White's writing just all together is, is fantastic. So I'm about halfway through the very last book um, of that whole series. And then I'll have read all of um, the uh, Shadow and Sea books, the House of Blades and Cradle. And I hope that we get more from Will White in the near future. God damn, That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's good shit, man. Good shit. I mean, I love I love them fucking audiobooks, man. Hey, man, um, they're great. It just it allows for that multitasking. Um, yeah. And for anybody that gets, you know, for anybody that gets the paperbacks or hardcovers or anything like that, the physical books, um, you know, props to you. And I'm sure that the voices that you come up for your different characters um, are fucking amazing as well. But to have them brought to life by such amazing talent, it, it just adds like something extra for me. Um, That's fair. Because my imagination is pretty dope, but I, I don't even know if the voices in my head range as much as that guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite the praise. So, so um, yeah, that um, along with um, 
you know, a little bit more of uh, Mythic Quest when I can. Um, mm-hmm. I finally got to that um, the uh, uh, COVID episode. Ah oh, man, ah and and oh, it's it's fantastic, man. Um, it's, it's so unexpected. <laughs> so yeah, oh, man. it really is. It, it really it's is. it's so goofy at its goofiest, but then when it gets so sentimental, like it, oh man. Uh, yeah, and because I love Poppy so much. Oh, this is um, great. She's great. She's she's amazing. I, I think the world needs more Poppy and the actress that plays her for sure. Uh, we're um, not just talking that's... about your name. We're talking about the character. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giant Poppy. Giant I'm Poppy. giant Poppy now. Yeah, I was big Poppy in the last one. Thank God so. this isn't video. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> We'd sell a lot more, baby. Not that we're selling anything, but still. Um, what about you, Chris? What you been up to, man? So I finished Mythic Quest. That was a big thing. Um, nice. I will say season three, the, it does seem like every season kind of has those like one-off episodes that feel really special. And season three does have that. Um, mm. But uh, as far as like which seasons I like the most, season three is probably my lesser, but still like there's still some great stuff there, of course. And I obviously we're doing the wider ri- strike, writer strike right now. Um, I it has been confirmed to get another season so whenever we get that i'm I'm looking forward to it i completely agree um poppy's wonderful <laughs> I, I love poppy and her whole dynamic between her and the uh, ion is is great and um man it's so complicated too it like, is it is there's just so much there and it's so it's really impressive that that show is able to pull off just really goofy comedy but then also like meaningful storytelling and it's right yeah. man um and sometimes with like some kind of like taboo yeah. topics as yep. well. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But but they do it, they do it really, really well though. They do. And um and with good taste. Ashley Birch is one of the writers for that show, who is oh, also yeah. directed and obviously one of the stars in it. And that's just awesome. It's just so Talk cool to about see. Talented, bro. Yeah, Talk dude. About fucking talented. Yeah. Man. And I love amazing. the ongoing, like it provides such a commentary on the gaming industry. And like the state of things and like the ongoing joke about the art department. Like it's sad if you think about it too much, Um, but it's also really funny how they deliver it. So it's like, Hey, it really sucks to work in the art department, but because they're like overworked and all this stuff, but they bring them fucking ice cream. Yeah, dude, I know. And nobody (laughs) ever questions like, why would you make them do this? Everyone's just in on it. Like, yeah, dude, get the art department to do it. Okay, sure. That's fine. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was very happy with that show. Um, Heavenly Delusion, also known as Tengoku Go- Ten, uh, Daimakyo, uh, is an anime that I just recently reviewed on our Facebook and Instagram. I had a TikTok up. TikTok kind of bit me on that. Uh, I do plan to get it's another just... one up. Um, but it is a good show. Strongly recommend. And go check out those posts if you, if you want more thoughts on that. Um, and I have started and finished another series, um, The Bear Season 2. And I, I, the way season one ends, you really don't think it needs a season two. Oh man, <laughs> season two is fantastic. And I've never, I do. I absolutely do. I've never teared up hearing a Taylor Swift song. And now I, now I have, and that, that show gave that to me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it is th- this show just, it's so genuine. Like everyone, it's, this world feels so lived in um it's so chaotic and stressful and there is a christmas episode this season that 
had me like I felt like I was gonna have a panic attack it's so loud and just chaotic and then like when because it's kind of set in the past and when you know where certain characters go in the future there's certain points that just crush you and oh my god and you don't see it coming and hilariously enough and I'm not going to spoil the cast here um you don't get a whole lot of the cast outside of the restaurant but in this Christmas episode you do see the main character Carm um you see him and his family celebrating Christmas together and they have the most stacked cast (laughs) to just have for that one fucking episode um and that's all i'll say to that but it is such a good show at the end of this one we need a season three of course again writer's strike so we'll see how that goes but um <laughs> yeah. it ends it's it's uh oh man it broke me it, it absolutely broke me um i i like wept i was like oh god but man. i've never watched a show that puts you in like the front seat of like just i've never wanted to be a cook or chef or anything and this like is so detailed in the way it presents everything like it goes into so many things i would have never thought of um but they do like like the writers and stuff do work with actual chefs to make sure everything is correct and this is the first show that's that immersive that i'm like i would still never want to work in a kitchen ever ever. um it's funny i've seen uh i saw a clip the other day of um one of the one of the characters pitching to the main character like hey i could be like really uh beneficial to you and help you put plates together and stuff like that and then in the next season it fast forwards to the next season and shows her like um like giving her input on the menu and stuff to like show how far she's come yeah and with uh my old roommate and my friend since pre-k arnold with him Uh being um being in that industry and you know starting up his own business and stuff similar to our main character here um uh-huh. i got to like sit in on a couple of those meetings when they're putting a menu together and when they're oh, talking dude, that's about awesome. those different dishes together and like oh yeah we got to get you know and then we throw some slaw in there for some crunch and da 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 yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. it's and got like, a flow it's thought, like creating a playlist yeah, the thought that goes into it man it's just so much so Wild. for them to portray that so accurately is mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. it's all and i didn't know you're uh, you talk about arnold all the time i had no idea that's what he did yeah he's a cook yeah Yeah, i thought he was a football head um but uh (laughs) if you don't understand that joke you're really young um but it's (laughs) stop listening ashley but um no it's really good it's really really good again only 30 minute episodes except for the christmas episode really surprises you with an hour-long length but it needs to be um I I love this show. I love this series. I ah man, whenever we get it, and of course, take your time. Where I want all these writers to be paid for this wonderful work and whatnot. Give um, them what they want exactly, exactly, God, exactly. Man. Yeah. Um, and then they can work. They want to work, but they also like. Sorry, I hit my mic. <laughs> they want to work, <laughs> but uh, they <laughs> exactly man. They want to work, and we want to watch what they work on. But understandably, they want to be able to like, you know, live. Um, so yeah. Right. So let's 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 share some of that wealth and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Other than of course, the main thing I've been playing is Final Fantasy 16, which has been a great time. Um, mm-hmm. and I can't wait till we get through it and can talk all things spoiler related. Uh, because that'll be fun. That'll be really fun. And there's so many things I love about this and theories I have and whatnot. And like I said, the icons are so cool. I love I I love the idea of just like that guy's the titan 
that guy's Ifrit. Oh my God, that guy's the Phoenix. It's so cool to me. I don't know. Uh, it feels like such an anime thing. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, Chris got the physical version and I got the digital version and he hooked me up with the patches from. Oh uh, yeah, man. It, it, they're pretty cool. And um, I was like, I, I, for like a solid, like 20 minutes, I kept thinking of like, what can I do with this? Um, and I was like, you know what? It's Ernest is just going to like it more. <laughs> I'm going to get the best jean jacket. dude. <laughs> hey, man. Nope. Shout out. Um, hey, if anybody could pull off a jean jacket, baby, it's me. I believe you know it. Could. I believe it. I believe it. Um, but like we said at the, at the head of this episode, we will be back next week going into starting our reverse movie series with Wes Anderson um going into um not grand budapest french dispatch and then mm-hmm. going on the gaming side of things going into the two showcases that are happening between now and then which is the annapurna which if you've listened to us for any amount of time you know we love us some annapurna um, yeah they give and us then, oh man yeah they, they find those stuff. diamonds in the rough bro they do They're just so good at that shit. they do they're great and then um also the bandai namco and we love anime and there has to be an anime game there somewhere. <laughs> so uh, we'll, sure. we'll see yeah. what they're going to give us. Um, but with that, Ernest, where can the people find us? So if you'd like to stay up to date with the show, little babies, you can find us out here on all these social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, we're going to step up our review game out here and start putting it on all different types of platforms. Uh, Chris already got the ball rolling with that one that he mentioned earlier. So please get out there, like, share, um, give us a review on our reviews. We like all that shit, man. We do, we do. Um, if you'd like to give us any direct feedback, you can find us at lifeisstorytelling at gmail.com. We appreciate any and all feedback, and we fucking love you. We love you so much. I don't remember when you've like managed to get that call line. Like you've always, no matter what you say, you end it there. And I love that. It's yeah. just, it's a consistent and it's a great segue. It, it into feels talking. good. It does. Yeah. No, it absolutely yeah. does. Um, I love hearing it. I love hearing it, but thank you all for hanging out with us for tuning in. It's been great. Just doing the show in any capacity. We appreciate all of our listeners, whether it be three, whether it be 30, whether it be a hundred or more. So Um, we love every single one of you and we hope you have a great week.